Whether you're an amateur or professional cook, we can all agree that we'd love to be outdoors. So what if I told you there was a company that could enhance your outdoor cooking experience in any situation? Do I have your attention? Let me introduce to you Camp Chef. For my backyard barbecuers, their pellet smokers combined with its Wi-Fi technology and adjustable smoke levels is a total game changer. Not to mention their signature pellet dump, ash dump, and slide and grill features makes your pellet grill unlike any other. But wait, let's attach the one and only sidekick onto the side of that smoker powered by a 28,000 BTU burner. And now we can griddle, grill, and even bake a pizza on your very own pizza oven. Do you like the camp, guys? Camp Chef's got you covered there, too. They provide a plethora of portable propane grills, griddles, and even portable pellet smokers, y'all. So go to CampChef.com and treat yourself to the highest quality cooking products out there to ensure that you, your family, and friends have the best food you've ever had anytime, anywhere. Camp Chef. Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. Sitting across from me is Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law. Meh. Next to him is our pitmaster and producer, Mr. Matt Farm. Levels, levels. Last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So on this week's episode, guys, we're going to be talking a bunch of different stuff. We got some bourbon talk. We got some ketchup like we always do. We're going to be talking the TRP turkey hunt, guys. Uh, Matt, later in the show, is going to be talking about the fifth, the world's 15 best bourbons. So you want to stay tuned for that as well. And uh, then we're always, like, like always, we're going to have reload recommends, rapid fire questions, and that FY that I can never spell. But as we always do, let's catch up, guys, right now. And uh, how have y'all been? Did you all... Uh, did you all survive the tequila, <laughs> the tequila porn? <laughs> like I almost didn't. <laughs> I, I was fine, man. I was good to go, dude. I I got wasty pants. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think <laughs> you had the giggles. I did. It was bad. Like I think uh, um, making my cocktail the the day of, an hour before the podcast, and making three or four of those. I'm like, here, try this, you know. And you know, with Stacy, that, that kind of got me a little primed. Uh, listeners at home, check the uh, the TRP online store. Uh, we're going to have some sweatpants that say wasty pants across the butt uh, for sale. So if you guys want to get a pair of those and join Joel in being wasty pants, check that, it out. That's P-A-N-C-E. right. P-A-N-C-E. Pants, yeah. <laughs> wasty pants. <laughs> that would be a good, a good sweat. Anyway, but. Oh, dude. So what are y- y'all been up to anything fun? Anything tasty? What's Anybody? Anybody? Mm, I, I don't mind to go. So I tried this thing that I've seen some people online talking about. I don't really know what it's called other than TikTok pasta. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's like you take uh, cherry or grape tomatoes and cut them up. And basically you bake them with a block of feta at 400. And it causes those tomatoes to break down. I'm usually not a tomato person, uh, but 
I watched, uh, you guys know who Kenji Lopez Alt is? Mm-hmm. It's the guy from the Food Lab and Serious Eats. Nope. He has a great YouTube channel. Check it out. Yep. Uh, look it up sometime. Kenji uh-huh. Lopez Alt. So he did it, and he's very scientific. It's it's one of those things where it's like, if you know if Kenji's doing it, it's going to be good. Good. It's well-researched. Um, anyway, so I tried it out for dinner. It's super easy. Like I said, you just take those tomatoes, a block of feta, like toss it with olive oil, salt, and pepper, bake it. And then it just breaks those tomatoes down and turns into like a delicious, creamy sauce. So then you uh, boil some pasta and mix in a little bit of that pasta water to kind of emulsify the sauce. It causes yeah. that feta to break down and become like a binder, almost like a macaroni and cheese. Huh. Uh, it was so good. It's it's rare that you find like a viral TikTok type recipe that actually pans out and is really good. But that one, it was like done within like less than an hour. And most of that was just waiting on the stuff to bake. Well, the whole so. dish itself looked really good. The pasta, the yeah. shrimp and all that jazz. And I, when you said TikTok, whatever, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did some blackened shrimp on mine just cause I didn't, I don't know, pasta without some sort of a protein. Meh. So yeah. that was my protein. I'm with you on that. So we, uh, we did chicken lollipops and, um, use Stacy's, secret sauce that she's uh, developed uh, here in the last, you know, few months and uh, dipped the chicken lollipops in there. We just seasoned them in double action, cooked them on the pit barrel. It was the first time that I I have personally cooked uh, chicken in a lollipop form. And Mm. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of think it's a little overrated. So was it hard to get the like tendons and stuff cleaned off of the bone? No, nah, like St- to get the the clean stick. Stacy did it. She was she cut that jazz up and ripped it right off. It, like she. So w- Stacy, w- was it difficult to prep the meal that Joel is claiming he made? No, no. It, I mean, he's applause over here. Yeah, it, it um. So we only did just six, just just to see what how they were and just for the looks of it. Um, and we we had really enjoyed it at the Walnut Kitchen, so I wanted to just give this a shot. But I just used a really sharp like fillet knife and mm-hmm. scored around you know the base of it, kind of pulled that up but like when when you're she scoring pulled it, it pulled it up towards the the bottom of the leg yeah so when you're scoring yeah, the, the it knuckle. there's a lot yeah. of little tiny tendons in there mm-hmm. and so yeah. i made sure that i cut through all of them and and then when you pull back that skin over the bone you just give it a little bit of, of a tug around that joint and it just like a, it like well, snaps and then peels right off. Like a breaking motion because there's still a little kind of bit of a there's resistance there. and yeah. you kind of go against it but it wasn't. Um, I've made these in the past and I just remember cleaning them being like a huge pain in the ass. So next time I'll just drop them off to you, Stacy. You can clean them for me and then, uh, <laughs> then I'll cook them. I mean, I definitely they do wouldn't want to really do good. I definitely didn't want to do, do like 20 of them at a time or anything like yeah. that. But even after I would like pull the bone off and stuff or pull the, that meat off that I was like scoring, um, occasionally there would be like a shard of a bone kind of sticking up from where I yeah. cleaned it off or maybe like a couple tendons. And I just took some kitchen shears and just cleaned it up, cut them off and then just <laughs> pushed the meat down. And it, What's it, that motion? It was like, <laughs> but it was surprisingly just kind of did. Cause I've always been intimidated by it. Like, Oh wow. They look so beautiful. Like how do you get that nice bulbous shape? But it surprisingly just kind of did it itself. What I want to know more about, sorry, you pointed to me right as I was swigging some bourbon. So what I want to know more about is the sauce that you guys dipped them in. 
Well, that's good. That we can't tell you about the sauce. I can feed you the sauce, but the sauce is going to be eventually a reload exclusive. Um, it it's so good. It's a it's yeah. Ju- it's going to go on the ju- market. Just give us like a uh, a detailed breakdown of the sauce, and, and we'll beep down beep out all the ingredients as you're saying it. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's hear. Yeah, yeah. At least give us like the flavor profile. Okay, of the sauce. so <laughs> right, we'll just go. the flavor. Give us oh. the flavors. Yeah, here. So it. So imagine a sauce you got that tangy like in the field yes so you got that tangy flavor with a sticky sweet uh flavor with it as well it's like okay like it's very good a light sweetness sounds good with a with a tiny bit of kick to it of course delicious i mean just but in my opinion lollipops aren't worth it it is a I way, enjoyed it is, them. It's it's a cute way for restaurants to charge more for damn chicken legs. <laughs> yeah, they have to. It's a lot more work. So yeah, of course you're, they're gonna charge more. you're paying for, for the labor. Thir- yeah, thirty nine cent a pound chicken legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even kidding. And it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, I took pictures of the damn thing. Um, it looks cool, but it's just. No, but Jace I, loved I, the meat. Like we cooked him on the pit barrel, and like the flavor really got into the meat, and the meat was so tender and like soft. Like you just bite into it; yeah. it was just soft. But I picked up the regular chicken legs we did for the kids that weren't lollipopped and dipped in the in our sauce, and uh, I bit into those just the same, and it was just as good. I refused to try. I was did. like, I'm eating these. I put the work in. Hell, I ate three lollipops <laughs> and a chicken leg. It was good, but. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from from our from food, Jeremy, you got anything? Or are you dry this week? I'm dry this week. Uh, not much going on over here. All right. Well, well something that I wanted to um, talk about, Joel brought this up to me today. So evidently, there is this guy that is claiming that he woke up alone oh, in yeah. a hospital. Have you guys heard this? It's his viral no. video. His viral video going. It's a around. viral TikTok account and Instagram account. This man said he woke up on February 13th, 2027 from a coma. Oh, yeah, I've seen all this crap. Yeah. And, yeah. But he said there's that everything's deserted. Like, there's no other sign of humans. And he's been, like, uploading videos where people are trying to prove, like, making him prove that they're he like, really is in 2027. They're like, go get a Mercedes. And he goes and gets one. And he goes and, like, empty. the dealership's empty and, like, deserted. Or, like, he'll walk through a school or he'll walk through, like, normally, like, a heavily guarded museum. Wait, wait, wait. So, this is, like, videos he's posting from the future? Apparently. Uh, you know, yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. But he's going what to, like, the all world? these public places or, like, this one museum that is usually, like, heavily guarded and stuff and just walks right in and there's not a sign of anybody hospital uh, walking through all the hospital nobody's grocery there. stores grocery stores he's like oh shade the can says 2021 schools with no it. kit like just absolutely deserted um and so he is saying like, they're like people are saying like is he in another dimension is he from yes, the future in, in, instagram <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> what it's not saying. just a dramatic like cosplay yeah like like mm-hmm. a david blaine <laughs> move or something like that but he's <laughs> saying that something happens in 2021 to kind of wipe out our existence yeah but, but I'm but, not sure why he's still alive. In 20, okay, in 2021, a bunch of us, we get raptured, apparently. Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Except for him. Uh, yeah, his ass didn't go, apparently. He needs to get right. I've seen left behind. I know how that works. He, he needs to get mm-hmm. right, okay? Kirk but, Cameron move there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all that's gone, but six years later, all the lights are still working, you know, uh, But it shows like if he's, like in the, if he's like in the road, like the lights are all flashing, 
but I, but I'm thinking like, how is the power are, still on? But people are sucking into this thing, man. I mean, I get why gullible people are sucking into that, but it, it's just camera. Do you think tricks. it's possible? It's camera tricks. No, no, I think it's complete bullshit. Now he's in the future. You know what you're talking I'm about? Scared. Flat Earth. <laughs> why? Um, Were you I scared about? What, I want to know what like Paul and Spencer think about it because they have like huge tinfoil hats. Um, like nature would take over after like a year or two. So like, unless the roads are covered with like trees and all sort of crap, yes. like it's, you know, everything like was clean. Not even, well, he showed the beach. Everything the be- was clean. Like, like a month of nobody and you would have things taking over six yeah. years and you wouldn't have roads or buildings anymore. Well, like, he showed the beach and the beach sand was like really choppy, like footprints and stuff like that. And like just a month of that, it would have been smoothed out from the tide. Oh yeah. I, no, no, no. A, a, a day yeah. in the beach is smooth. Once the tide comes in and goes out once it's smooth. Yeah. Say bunch of bullshit. Unless there were wild horses on the beach, like because like nature took over again and they were running back and forth. But people are actually like eating this up as if oh, it were true. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're eating it up like people oh. will latch onto anything. Why don't anything. you go to the grocery store and show us this? And <clears throat> oh, he's right. I'm, oh. I mean, point point in case, people will eat uh, mayonnaise that's not Duke's. So people will eat anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> hello, anything. I so have you guys heard of the egg challenge? Did y'all watch my story what? today? Yes, I, I watched yeah. it. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That was tough. <laughs> I was thinking, like, when I saw it, I was like, everyone's faking it to try to get someone to actually do it and, like, explode an egg all over their face. And I was like, if anybody's going to go all the way and do it, it's going to be Joel. <laughs> well, all I know is I got freaking egg goose squirted all over my face. I, that was, was so still, perfect. I thought you guys did it on purpose. Did not no. do it on purpose. Like it was a, a complete surprising scream. You, and then of course I'm still filming him and it's like yeah. running down my hoodie. I heard you on the chest. story. You're like, it's hanging off my boobs. It was. It was like going down my boobs, but I just kept, I kept storying and tagging my people. Do you and think she would let me shoot salmonella egg all over her on purpose? Nah. Is that a setup for something or? Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe. Practice. Why did it work? <laughs> On the left bicep, but not the right bicep. He I don't all he got. I don't know. No, because I pulled. <laughs> he, he loosened it with the right. Yeah, <laughs> he has it. Was I got well, it all Maisie, soft? Maisie <laughs> did say she thought she heard it crack a little bit on your right. I was no. If it would have cracked at all, that was probably my bones cracking from it. But, but yeah. no, I mean, your elbow I coming out of your two hands. Uh, you on were my like right. hulking out on that thing. Could, oh, hold on. It, it, Explain this whole thing for the people at home. They may not have seen the story. Okay, so, so the thing at home, uh, for those listening right now, you take a regular chicken egg, you know, little white chicken egg front of the styrofoam king, put it in the soft part of your elbow and forearm and bicep, you know, in between your yeah. forearm and bicep. We call it your elbow pit. Your elbow pit. There you go. And like flex. And then flex your muscle and try to break the damn egg. And I really thought this was going to be. Joel was like, this is. I put it. Well, I put it in my arm and I could feel like how it it felt real tight. And I was like, this is going to be easy to crush. And Mm -hmm. I I was giving it hail. Give it a hail. It's because of like, like how the egg is like perfectly around. It like redistributes like the force and like, it's really hard to like. I even, Jeremy, like, so that bone right here on the side of your forearm. Yeah. I even tried turning my arm and like crushing it with that and I couldn't get it. Now you you when you broke it you used like your one arm and then you pulled your other arm so you're using both arms is, yes. is the challenge to use both arms or just one arm? Well, I pulled this one with two hands and nothing. Yeah, but when I got in the left yeah. one and I said two arms, it I don't know. Maybe my my Adonis strength finally came out. And, well, yeah, that, I cannot believe like you know how big our kitchen is like egg on one side of the kitchen 
egg on the other side of oh, the kitchen. Oh, end to end. 20 feet away. Yeah. Yes. End to end. <laughs> and the oh, egg hit the camera lens like perfectly. That's did. what I couldn't believe. And my face. <laughs> and my face. And like when I first started watching the video, I saw you guys were in your kitchen and I was like, well, surely they'll go outside to try this. Yeah, like, that would have been a lot Well, Joel smarter. said that afterwards. That would have well, been smart. Well, the smart thing we said was he was going to go take a, sh- like he gets home from work and he always goes and takes a shower. going to go take a what? Oh. He was going to go, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, he always goes and takes Shit. a shower because he, you know, works outside and um, with a lot of welding and stuff like that. So I said, don't take a shower in case you do break this egg. And then if you got egg goo on you, then you can go and take a shower. But didn't even cross my mind. That it would go all over the damn kitchen, so. Well, I thought it would break. I didn't know it was going to shoot like a rocket out both freaking ends. You know, I mean, my lord, it shot It <laughs> shot 12 feet each way, man. Like, That's what she said. Yeah, but. Anyways. Your bicep, like, clapped against your forearm whenever it, <laughs> whenever it smacked together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, it broke the damn egg, and, uh. What else we have to talk about? Well, we we had uh, unfortunately Matt couldn't come over, but this past Friday we had our second bourbon oh, yeah. and meat night. Right. Uh, so Joel and I and my brother and sister in law have um, started this. We're going to get together. We're going to just taste bourbons, drink bourbon, and eat meat, and just have a good time together. So we did it last month, and then we did it this month, and Jeremy and his wife were able to come for that. So that was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun, man. We are, uh, Jeremy got here. We put him to work, made him. Well, no, well, first thing we had, uh, we had some pernicious. Yeah, we uh, did. Start the night off. Oh, with, you had uh, pernicious? We had some pernicious. Matt's Jeremy favorite brought beer. Some. Yeah. Oh, how was it? Delicious. It's fine. <laughs> was it as good as home style? No, it's not a good no, home style. It's very, very bitter, very hoppy. Uh, it was good though. But we All had right. um, a Haltman Family Meats um, whole beef tenderloin. So it's like their prime yep. filet mignon, basically. So we cut that up into seven filets. Yeah, seven. So the whole beef tenderloin turned into seven like monstrous thick boy filets. And yeah, um they tw- butcher twined them up. And um, so we started out with a charcuterie spread. Well, everybody's coming over, you know, and we've got all these delicious goodies that I went out. I went to the euphoric cheese shop here locally. It's a um, small business that just opened up with a lot of like gourmet cheeses and little spreads and crackers and delicious little things. And um was all excited. Joel gets home from work and we're going to make this thing together. And, he gets distracted outside with a neighbor and next thing you know, Jeremy shows up and puts our charcuterie board together for us. Yeah. <laughs> they said, Hey, uh, can you get this done? We got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what it yeah. was. We invite Jeremy over and then it's like, Hey, you want to put this together? So get the work. He was in his element. He's like cutting cheese everywhere and cutting the cheese, cutting the cheese right in the kitchen. Yeah. It was good, man. We had a lot of nice pours. Uh, we had like five different pours. Uh, Let's talk about those pours real quick because that kind of leads us into our next segment. So we started the evening out with um, Elmer T. Lee. Courtesy. Well, uh, we did uh, low to high uh, proof wise. Yes. We ordered them in, right? Mm-hmm. So the Elmer T. Lee is a coveted bottle and it's a 90 proofer, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 90 proof. Um, Matt was able to, when, when he came up for our, for our turkey hunt, was able to um, 
source one of those for us. And so we did crack that Friday night. Started out with that Elmer T. Lee. Then we moved on to... Um, wait, wait, wait. I need I need to know what you guys thought about it. You can't just yeah, skate by Jeremy. and say you drank it. Well, hold, it hold on, before. hold on. We did Elmer T. Lee, and then we also did Rock Hill Farms, which is supposed to be the same mash bill, just proofed a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Elmer T. Lee better uh, wow. of the two. Yeah, it was it was really good for a first drink of the night. If you're if you're doing some heavy hitters and then jump down to that, I wouldn't recommend doing that because it's such a low proof. But it was really good. Like, in my opinion, I felt like the Elmer T. Lee was a good start, especially with like the charcuterie spread. You know, we've got like little peppers and little jams and jellies, cheese and and nuts and stuff like that. And I felt like that lower proof wasn't going to burn us out with like the mustards and chili spreads and stuff that we were using the, so the elmer start the elmer tea is <laughs> a like a honey crisp it's floral um mm-hmm. very smooth yep. sweet bourbon um it's delicious you know it's it's a very smooth easy super tasty pour not a lot of 90 proofers hang with you like elmer t lee will um yeah most 90 proofers will taper off you know or whatnot uh, similar to what bland's does you know Smells good, tapers off, but not Elmer mm. T. Lee. It sticks with you. It's a robust, sweet floral bourbon. Um, it's got a little bit of some of that dry oak on the back end of it, um, which is why I, when we had the Rock Hill Farms, which is, that's a hard bottle to get to. Um, yeah. When we had that one, which is the same mash bill, different spot of the Rick House, um, a little bit higher proof. It's a hundred proofer. Yes. Um, I liked it more, but that's just my style. You know, I liked, I felt like it had a little bit more of a punch of flavor, but it was the same line, same line of, mm-hmm. of, of flavor, like that sweet floral. I like the use honey crisp. I don't know if that's a, like, you know, honey crisp apple, you know, kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but it's, a, and then, uh, b- between those two, we had a uh, blood oath pack six. Is that right? Yes, and that's a compilation of three different types of bourbon. And that's a 98.6 proof. Yeah. I remember that because it's like normal body temperature. It's a, bl- it's a blended whiskey. They they, they take all they three different whiskeys and... Oh, yeah, all different ages, like it, a 12-year, a 14-year, like and... It's a big mashup. Like a six or an eight-year. And it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's a hard... Bo- it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. I would say Elmer T and Rock Hill Farms is was better, you know, not... Yeah, Blood Oath. Not by hand over fist, but by by a good bit. I would I enjoyed those much. Yeah, more. Blood Oath is really mm-hmm. good, but like Elmer T. Lee and Rock Hill Farms, if you can get your hands on either one of those, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then we went to the bottle that I won on our football board for the Super Bowl, and it oh. was Old Kirk, which was how many? What was the proof on that? Like 130? 129. No, one. Oh, I thought it was like one twenty because uh, it might it be one lower. It might be one twenty. Because it because um um the Parker was like one twenty nine or That's something what it was. or, or one thirty one yeah something like that. Well, we worked up to some Kirk was amazing, yes. and then moved. Old on. Kirk was very good. Yeah. Hmm. Then we moved on to the final um, bourbon my brother bought uh, brought, and it was um, Parker ten year heavy char. Ain't nobody gonna talk mm. about Old Kirk. We he just, just going, said how good he loved it. We gonna blow by how creamy and smooth it was Henson, amazing with hints. Joel, you you talk about Old Kirk and then I'll talk about Parker. <laughs> it's Parker's. Isn't it Parker's heritage? I don't know. <laughs> I can look it up. I don't know. because you sent us a picture Hill. of it. It's from Hill. It, it, it's a bottle I'll never find or be able to get, so I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's before. Parker's heritage is the is the brand. Probably, but I may be wrong. 
the hell? Here, I've got it right here. But no, that old Kirk, man, like it, when they say it's will it, that, well, of course, we'll Parker's ne- we'll, Heritage Collection. We'll never find that this old bottle or old Kirk again. Yeah, there, there's a cool story behind that one, Joel. You want to tell that? Yeah, so basically a a, a company wanted to, had Willet distill them the purple foil mash, you know, or distill it or whatnot. That's the hard to get allocated Willet. Yeah, they they took that recipe and they were like, we want, we want to bottle this, blah, blah, blah. And then they did it. They did the aged it, bottled it, whatever, got down to, to buying time and they backed out on the order. So Willet stuck with this thing and another, they auctioned it off and another company bought it. I think the company that bought it is out of uh, California somewhere, but they only distributed it in Tennessee from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it was very slight, 300 bottles, something something small like that. Stacy won it on the football board and um, yeah, it was fan freaking tastic. And Matt, next time I see you, you're getting a pour, mm-hmm. bro. We need to, I want to try that. also want to crack that uh, Chattanooga whiskey that I sent you guys as a housewarming gift. I haven't yeah. cracked it yet. It's, I mean, the, I've been uh, wait, it's, I've been a, it's a double oak Chattanooga whiskey. The, exper- oh. the experimental? Well, I think yep. we're going to be getting together in a few weeks and it'll be the perfect time. hey yep. mm-hmm. Sounds good. But no, we, um, uh, yeah, I've been, wait- I've been waiting to crack that bottle, Matt. But don't let just, that Parker Heritage heavy char fool you. It was oh, actually man. very smooth. It wasn't like... Smoky punch. Now, go ahead, Jeremy. Hmm. Sorry. That would, the Parker's, it was my favorite of the night. Uh, I think that heavy char led to like really deep, like sweet flavors, like mapley sweet, not like caramely sweet, like you normally have with like Mm -hmm. that, with like um, a corn based whiskey, which bourbon is, Uh, but like a mapley sweet. It was really, really smooth. That was, I think, my favorite pour of the entire evening. Almost rich, like a rich Mm -hmm. bourbon. Yeah, it was so stinking good. Yeah, I would I would say old 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 Kirk and the Parker were definitely my favorite yeah. pours for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but I think they were all we had them in the right order for the night. If we had started off the night with like old Kirk or Parkers, it would have been like, ooh, the, oh, everything hot, else just hot, would have been weak hot. in comparison. Yeah, because we yeah. we definitely mm-hmm. uh, got ourselves you know we tapered up to accordingly. Yeah, and we started the night too, Matt. Stacy has these a uh, little. Uh, aperitif glasses that are from her great grandmother, and they're hundred years old. You know, a little they, her her uh, grandmother. They used to like to entertain and all that stuff back in the day, and uh, these little tiny aperitif glasses. So we were pouring our first pours in those, so we wouldn't be sauce wasty pants by <laughs> by the end of the so night. It's like a perfect <laughs> pour for like just a couple tastes. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jeremy, after you left, buddy. Um, I got into the, uh, which I wanted to make you, and I need, still need to make you, and I got into the walnut old fashions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to do those, and then we never did. Pro- we got probably feel good, that you, feel good that you didn't do it, because me. It put everybody over the edge. All of us so, were. were <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't drink one. If, if I just drink whiskey, I feel great the next day, but if I start drinking like mixed drinks and beers uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff, I, I feel horrible the next day. So I, I woke up fantastic the next well, day. Well, I poured out a cigar. Sorry. What's the saying? It's like liquor before beer, you're in the clear, but beer before liquor, never sicker. That's it. Mine was always liquor before beer, never fear. Beer before liquor, never sicker. Yeah. Mine is uh, liquor is good. 
<laughs> I like that saying, Jeremy. I can get behind that. What is a t-shirt that just says liquor is good. Make it like a honey, like a honey, honey ho. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, you, you can wear that with your waisty pants. Yeah, that's it. Liquor is good. And then waisty pants on that. I want it on the ass cheeks. Yes. But no, like after those old fashions, uh, me and Steven and Natalie, we, we were hurting. They're hurting. Not, I mm. was feeling good with my cigar. Stacey had her, t- her stogie per usual. What kind? Um, I don't know what it's called. My honey it's bunny ca- bought them for me. It's called a Kentucky Fired. Um, he knows what I like. It's based, it's, it's uh cigar where they hang the tobacco in barns and they smolder fires underneath it to give it a campfire smell. Oh, so I like the way that sounds so a lot. They cure the tobacco under under smoke and stuff. It's yeah, it smells just like a campfire. It's really good. Very cool. Uh, I'm gonna need to get some of those. <laughs> yeah, but I believe they're about seven ninety five at your local cigar shop. Seven ninety five to nine dollars, somewhere in that range. But why don't we continue this bourbon talk on the other side? Let's take a break, and on the other side, Matt's gonna drop the world's fifteen best bourbons. You ain't going to want to miss it. See you on the other side. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of their skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com All right. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. So uh, we've been uh, cracking up about some uh, ripping and tearing. So if you want to hear what we were talking about in the break, be sure to listen after the credits. I'll be sure to, to put that clip in. So we oh, just, just spent my nose. <laughs> just spent the whole uh, first segment uh, talking about bourbon, catching up from the bourbon and meat night. I'm sorry. I, I came across an, an interesting list I wanted to run by you guys. It's the 15 best bourbons in the world. Uh, so, I don't know the best way to talk through this, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. As I was reading through it, I was like, some of this makes sense. Some of this absolutely does not make sense. I'm ready. So uh, I think yeah. I have the brand. Do you guys want to try to guess, guess like the actual uh, expression? So yeah. I can tell you the brand and what spot okay. it's in. And then you tell me which expression of that brand earned it that spot. What about that? Are, are there repeats or only one from each brand? It's one from each brand. Okay, so this is this is the best bourbon from each major brand, I guess. Yes, ranked okay. one to fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, tell us the brand. Let's go. Okay, so number fifteen is Larceny Bourbon, which I've actually uh, not had the chance to try. Have you guys had Larceny? Yeah, I've had their the the OG Larceny. Yeah, no, uh, I know the, it. the Barrel Proof won like Whiskey of the Year last year, or whatever. Which I have that. And we have it. We've not cracked I've, it. I've not cracked it. Yeah, it was like a speci- like the B release or something. I think I remember seeing that. I've never tried mm-hmm. it. It's uh 
I think Larceny is a weeded mash bill, so I would probably like it. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. not. It's, it's like a spicy weeded. Like So I used to, when I was into Maker's Mark in my early mm-hmm. bourbon, you know, career or whatever. And uh, Larceny, I used to describe it to people like, I like that I liked bourbon that would bite me back because I hmm. felt like it was like, it was real, it was hot. It wasn't higher, mm-hmm. like super high proof, but when you would drink it, it would just really, you know, pop in your mouth. So is, is it barrel proof or something else? No, it's not barrel proof, which oh. surprises me. The huh. one on the list is Larceny Small Batch. Proof is 92, manufactured by Heaven Hill. All right. So wait, is this like the best bourbon or the most popular bourbon? This is, it's called the best bourbons in the world. And it was published huh. by Yahoo Finance, which oh, oh, not exactly an authoritative bourbon uh, <laughs> uh, outlet, but that's I'm, one of the things that drew me into this list was I was like, Larsity Small Batch, what? And then I just had to keep going. I've had it. It's been a long time, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I don't think it belongs on this list. Not in the top 15 at all. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I've, ha- I've had 15 better bourbons. So number 14 is Evan Williams. Bottled and bond, white label. No. <laughs> oh, well, then it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, then, then it's wrong. I don't... It's, it's the bottled and bond... I'm sorry. It's no, the Evan Williams, no. what, 1857 or something? Don't they have a blue label, like a 20-year or something? They got a black label. Oh, I know the black label, but I think they have like a 20-year. It's like a blue label. It's supposed to be very, very good. It's like a $400 bottle. Uh, so this is the Evan Williams black label. No. 86 proof. No, it's number fourteen. No, that's like their cheapest one, isn't it? <laughs> no, this is yeah. that is the biggest cockwash I've ever heard in my life. Get that out of here. That's like, why I thought it would be fun to get you guys to guess because it doesn't you make any sense. Are you kidding me? No, See, I thought like, it was the seventeen eighty three bourbon, which that is a I black label. I don't even want to wait. Wait, the, the, Stacey, the seventeen eighty three is that the single barrel? A small I, batch. Okay, because I have a bottle of the Evan Williams single barrel, but I haven't opened it yet. This 86 proof garbage, I won't even make a mixer with. Get it out of mm-hmm. here. No. No, you 14. need a you need a high proofer for a mixer. Yeah. Well, I'll say like that- Evan Williams uh white label. Yeah, I know I, like I've had, I've got a buddy who's used it to make like vanilla extract and stuff like that. <sighs> Evan- I don't know that I would just consider that a sipping bourbon though. Evan- We've had it on a porn before. Yeah. yeah. Evan Williams is fine. I love that uh, their bottle and bond is a great bourbon. It's a cheap $14 bottle that tastes great, but when you're talking best in the world, okay? Best. Like the best in exactly. the whole lineup. In the whole lineup, even the bottle and bond doesn't fall in there. So. No, they, they, they have a lot of specialty expressions that are like very, very highly regarded. Like. Yes. Anyways, moving on, 13. This list already sucks balls. <laughs> the, yeah, this okay, is the 15 so bourbons I'll, to piss I'll, you off. There's a little bit of a blurb about each of these. I'll say this brand is so expensive that the bottle of Evan Williams can be purchased for as low as $12. So I don't know if maybe they're considering this is like 14 best, 14th best for the price. I but don't that, know. But that, they're saying best bourbons in the world. World's when I hear that, I'm thinking that is the, the list. World. 14 best, best bourbons in the world. Best taste. <clears throat> All right. Well, we but, like, like for for like a dollar or the same price, you could get like the white label, the hundred proof. Like, yeah. Anyways, All right. 13. Number thirteen. Big jump in quality here, guys. All right. <laughs> Colonel E. H. Taylor. There wow. we go. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Which is what barrel? I'm sipping on tonight. Barrel proof. Uh, Seventeen year marriage. Small batch. 
tornado surviving. No, uh, it's, I don't know if you <laughs> whoa, guys have seen whoa, whoa, the memes, wait, but they wait, keep wait, releasing warehouse, all these different uh, weird EH sellers. Yeah. <laughs> warehouse C, door slightly ajar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the one on the list is EH Taylor small batch. Of course it is. Yeah, which, I mean, I think the all the EH Taylors are bottled in bond, but I really like small batches, what I'm drinking right now. Uh, so I was telling Jeremy beforehand, that's, this is like the one I keep going back to lately. I would put that, I would put that probably at 15th. I, I think it deserves to be in the top 15. I agree. I don't know it that does. it's number 13. But the, the small batch is their entry expression. That's like the one that you can actually find. Like, What's it uh, proofed at? It's 100 proof. I think all the E.H. Taylors are bottled in bond. Okay. Except for barrel proof. Our list is Good getting point. better. The list is getting better. Okay. Uh, number 12 mark. is Woodford Reserve. Oh. You know, I need to dabble more with that one. Uh, Baccarat edition. That's my guess. Double oaked. What is that? Double oaked. No. Uh, it's double oaked. Nice is job, Stacy. All right. Oh. Now that one, that's a, what, a 92 proof? It's 90.4, it says. Okay. Hmm. And the first entry from Brown Foreman on the list. Um, I'm going to have to hear the rest of these first. It's good. It's good. We don't own any it's Woodford. Very, it's very smooth, but very good. I just feel like, like Woodford to me is, it's very vanilla. Not like vanilla flavored, but vanilla in that it's not going to upset anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly like awesome, but it's not great. It's, it's a wallflower. Great. It's not terrible. It's just very like, if I were introducing somebody to bourbon for the first time who had never tried bourbon... Woodford Reserve is in one of the like top five I would probably recommend. It's like, mm-hmm. try this because you're probably not going to hate it. That's a good Okay, idea. this is interesting. Let's go. I'm th- right. Number 11. I'm taking it. Number 11. Wild Turkey. <laughs> Wild Turkey 101. 101. Um, uh, it's probably if, what the answer is, but I'm going to go with if you Revival. Say long, if you say Long Branch, I'm going to kick this table <laughs> over. No, it, it, it's going to be the 86 proof or the 80 proof, whatever that entry expression is. If you say Wild Turkey oh Long God. Branch, I'm so proud. All right. So the one that they have listed is Wild Turkey Master's Keep Revival, but it is what? 101 proof. That's what I said. That's, yeah. Isn't that like a crazy, hard to find expensive bottle? Good job. Yeah, it says M- Master's Keep Revival is aged between 12 and 14 years and is finished in 20-year-old Oloroso sherry casks. Did you hear me say Revival? I didn't, but I'll take your word for it. You'll hear it on the playback, didn't I? Yeah, she did. So this particular bottle of wild turkey goes for, says $269. Fudge me. But like, row, if you can find row. it. Well all done, right. Stacy. Thank you. That's so weird. Like all the other ones are entry expressions and now they're like, oh, this crazy ass hard to find one. This list, I'm telling you, man, when, like, there is no rhyme when, or reason to it. I have not. When it could have had 101 or, or rare breed or something like that. Like it's like one person's opinion. The person that wrote the article, the world, the, a, a person who knows nothing about whiskey wrote this article yes, and just I, randomly pick shit. Well, out. look, I've not had the master's key uh, revival. I will say one of the, my favorite bourbons that you, I have a $200 bottle of Jim Beam masterpiece, which is finished in sherry casks just like mm-hmm. this this is their you know their competition and mm-hmm. i used to think it was the best bourbon out there but it's these bourbons that are finished in these other casks become incredibly smooth so mm-hmm. you lose even though it's 101 proof i would imagine i know that the jim beam masterpiece is 100 proof and it's like water it's very yeah. smooth. very it's flavorful mm-hmm. but still 
I, it loses the bite from like the I, char of like the oak. I still can't put that in the top 15. Number 10. Number 10 is Blanton's. Get out of here, you piece of shit. Damn it. <laughs> Single barrel. Damn it. <laughs> Stacy, freaking three for three. <laughs> no, that's the only Blanton's you can get in the U.S., right? Like, no, you can I get mean, gold in the U.S. now. But like, I mean, who, like, who's going to have a gold? Like, that's so Some ridiculous. Do. Did you write this list, Stacey? I swear I didn't. <laughs> she did. She did. I, I, I hope you didn't because Evan Williams black label bullshit. <laughs> I hope you did. Are you yeah. Uh, so. No. Stacey, you going to make it over there? Uh, let me see here. I'm Anything still interesting about- in the blur? No. Six to eight years old. This, li- this list is making me very bl- bl- mad. Blanton's. That's the point. They, they have like one expression. Like, oh my god. X. So right, number nine. If you guys are mad about Blanton's, you're really gonna be mad about number no. nine. Jefferson's. No man, that saltwater uh, garbage. Jefferson's Ocean. <laughs> I, I don't even know Stacey. what their expresses are called. Four for four. Je- I can't believe you right now. It I, is <laughs> Jefferson's Ocean bourbon. Proof is ninety from Castle Brands Inc. She knows. I know it. how the people t- think. No, man. <laughs> this is the tater list. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Jefferson, when we were talking about Woodford, I'm like, Jefferson's Ocean is going to be on this list. It's the 15 best bourbons for taters. I'm surprised Blanton's was at number one. <laughs> All right. Moving on from that one. I actually really like uh, the Jefferson's Ocean. I, I think that They're it's ridiculous. Bad. They didn't get into specific voyages, and I think that the different voyages make a lot of difference. Uh, but I've got one that's a store pick weed and mash bill that I really like. Like, it's a solid bottle, but it's so hit or miss. Here's the well, thing. Well, for the price, yeah. you can get much better. Matt, yeah. you missed out on the Jefferson's porn on the podcast. Oh, was he not a part of that? No, those Cheeky, all sucked. Cheeky was a part of it. Cask strength mm-hmm. wasn't bad. Stacy bought yeah. all three, all right? And we all tasted it, and we hated all of them. Two hundred dollars later, but the cast mm-hmm. strength one, <laughs> you know. And it, but but it's not like we were all like, oh my god, it's so great. We're like, oh, this one's better than the other ones. Like it wasn't it's worth the it. least worst at all. Mediocre. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Number eight. This is hilarious. So we go from Jefferson's to this. Number eight, George T. Stag. Of course. What the heck? That's at number eight. That's wait, number eight. Wait. Like that is the bottle though. There's no yeah. other George yeah, T. Stag. The, burp, the the expression is George T. Stag Antique Collection. So I guess oh. they're differentiating that it's Antique that's, Stag oh, versus Stagger. So you're gonna go from George T. Stag and then the next best one is Jefferson's Ocean. Yes. Wait, so so like they're saying the best out of the B Tac is the George T. Stag. No, because this is only number eight and it's the first of the B Tac that's on the list. Yeah, oh my God. they're putting George T. Stagg in the middle of the frickin' road. Yeah. Okay, so so they're saying that George T. Stagg is the worst of the of the yes. attack. Yes. Oh my oh God. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> and there's five of those, and we're only on number eight. So they're saying there's like three other ones that are better than listen than number seven. Listen. Oh my number God. Seven. Number seven. Number <laughs> seven. Old granddad. <laughs> Whoa, than George wait. T. Stag. Is it Old Granddad 114 no, or Bottle and Bond? It's the Bottle it and Bond. 114. 114. Oh, it is 114. Thank God. Stacy did write this. <laughs> this is Stacy's list of bourbon. She's like, fuck George T. Stag. I'm Granddad. Negative. No. I love me some Stag. Pump the brakes here. Look, 
OGD is a staple of the show and it belongs in this damn list. It okay? should belong. be in top 15. It it's, definitely it's, is in top 15. It's a top 15, but it is not better than George T. Stack. It's just not. No. But when you consider the price, like, okay, so this is the mistake that they made is they didn't say how they're ranking these, but like, if I like get one rounds. bottle of one bottle of George T. Stag for the same price, I can get a case of old granddad 114. I'm buying oh. the case. Yeah, but Matt. No, no. Matt, if you're buying secondary, that's like three cases of old granddad versus one bottle of George secondary, T. Secondary, yes. But but Matt, they go from a $269 bottle of wild turkey to a you know $60 bottle of Blanton's. Okay. I mean, like, yeah. and before that, it was a $50 bottle of Woodford Double Oak. So prices are not playing a role in this at all. Yeah. No, no. We're all they're, George, George Maybe says, they're just legitimately saying that old granddad 114 is a better pour than George. It's a major player, man. I would, I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't mind having it in a blind, but I'm just telling you, I, they they also say that you can get old granddad for $29. And I can tell you right now, I've bought a case of it and it was more than $29 a bottle. uh, That case case price. price. So they don't know what they're talking about. Dummies. All right. Number six, number six is a bourbon. I've actually never tried. All right. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Widow Jane. Widow Jane. Yeah, we've had that. It's really good. We have? Yeah, we had it from Eric brought some over around Christmas. I don't remember it. What what expression? I don't remember. Black Widow. No, Matt on the uh so the one on the list is Widow Jane 10 year straight bourbon. It's a 91 proofer for $70. I don't believe it. I've read good things. I don't it. believe it. Look, look, if you just go by the proofage, if you go by the damn proofage on these things. It doesn't add up. You can't mm-hmm. you can't take something that's 120 something proof and 114 proof and then tell me a 90 proofer is better. They're not in the same category. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't hit any pappies yet, and those are all in the 90s. Uh, F Pappy. If Pappy's is on his list, I'm gonna just <laughs> shit a brick. Oh, you know the number one spot is Pappy 23 here. Pappy's is come on garbage. now. Anyways, moving on. Speaking of the number one spot, number five. So we're into the top five now. Uh, here, number we five here we go. Here we go. Is William LaRue Weller. Tell me about it. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a tasty ass pour. So what expression do you guys think of the Wellers is on this list? Oh, oh. oh, William LaRue Weller. Yeah, William LaRue Weller. The BTAC one. Take take a more specific guess. Special reserve. No. No way. So I'll tell you, it is. It is. And maybe this is too hard of a question. So it is from the antique collection, but it's a particular year that they're calling oh, out. 2019. Uh, no. 2000, I, was, I was gonna say 18. 42. Nineteen forty two. No, it's the twenty seventeen release is what they're no, claiming no. is the best. Just forty two. Yeah. <laughs> forty bottle forty two. <laughs> number four. For what it's worth, uh, before we move on to number four, this particular release of William LaRue Weller was 128 proof. 128.2 to be exact. I'd, I'd like to know which year I've had. It. That's a check mark for me. I need to find out what year it was that I've had of William LaRue. Weller. We'll have to ask old Wildcat Matt. Number four. I'm curious, well, well, I'm curious. They've had prices on all these others. I guess in the top five, they're not listing prices because it just wouldn't be reasonable. You can't really uh, buy that one. No, I mean, if you got it, if you had, like, you know, we have Brittany. If Brittany was able to procure me a uh, William LaRue Weller, uh, well, it would be a hundred and well, no, 80 so, bucks. 
Well, no. So the MSRP is a hundred dollars, and then the store might add a little markup if they want to, and then your secondary markup is going to be absolutely insane. I thought most so, of the stores sold them for like five hundred, and then of course, then you, the secondary would be way worse than that. No, no. The, 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 the store has the right to sell mm-hmm. it for whatever price they want. So if they want to sell it for yes. two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, that's fine. But the MSRP is one hundred dollars. I'm talking. We have a Brittany though, and we'll, we got George T. Stag at what? 100, I know, but 130, 140 bucks. I know, yes. but that's because so they was made 40 up, bucks like, on that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, yeah. That's, that's what I'm getting at. But I mean, like, yeah, I've, if you have that kind of a person, most times yeah. they're going to be charging you $500. You're right. All right. At minimum. Number, number four is something that I know that none of us have really messed around much with. Michter's. Michter's. Toasted um, barrel. Toasted barrel. 10 year. Uh, so the, Joel, do you want to take a guess before I announce the expression? Nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't even so know. this one, the one that they've nah. listed is Michter's Celebration Sour Mash from 2019. What? I don't know anything about it, but it says that the Celebration series ranges from $3,690 to $5,000 per bottle. What? Uh, they In 2019, they only released 277 bottles. Uh, it's proofed at 115.6. I don't know. I'm putting okay. an, I'm putting an X on it just because it's it's a sour mash and that's not a bourbon. A sour mash is a whiskey like Jack Daniels. Can you have a sour mash bourbon? No, because it's 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 the oh well I don't know. Elmer I don't know Tilly? what makes it a sour mash. I believe Elmer Tilly is a is a sour mash. Am I wrong on that? I, I, I'm almost certain Elmer Tilly is a sour mash. Hang yes, on. it is. I'm sorry, I was checked out. Elmer oh. Tilly is a sour mash. Are, are okay. we boring you, Stacey? No. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Stacy knows. All right, moving on. Number three, Old Forster. Uh, 150 birthday celebration. Oh, birthday bourbon? Nineteen. Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah. 1920. Birthday, birthday bourbon. 1920. Joe, I knew you were going to say 1920. <laughs> <laughs> 1915. This, okay, so when I was reading through this list, when I got to this point... This was the one where I said, I have to talk about this on the show. It oh, was God. so surprising. They Is have the 86 old Forster 100 proof at number three. Oh my God. Over William LaRue. Well, <laughs> over everything else we've talked about. This is why you Jeremy, can't didn't trust you put these this, things. This yes, was in yes. the same. Uh, this was in our under $20 bottle. Um, <laughs> Budget bourbon pour, like that's what the, that's where this one Which was. Which yeah, it says great this pour. bottle can be bought for twenty dollars. It's a great um, pour, top fifteen. I mean, there's just other fantastic pours out there where I wouldn't. I would say it's great. It's just not one of the best. I mean, I feel like a baller. I was serving you guys stuff that's better than William Leroy Weller and George C. Stagg. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're welcome, guys. You're welcome. You're so kind. So freaking pissed. Number right. two. Number two. Maker's Mark. 46. Shut the hell up. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no Maker's Mark that's better than BTAC, but What whatever. is it? The the something select? Uh, you're, I think that what you're talking it, about barrel are store picks. Private the barrel selected. selects are store picks. Private so selection. that's not going to be on here. It's, Private selection. So the one that's on here is Maker's Mark Cask Strength. Okay, yeah. From 108 to 114 proof, depending they're, on which one you get. They're wrong, but okay. Okay. Number one, which Pappy is it? All right. Any other guesses besides Pappy? Just to build some anticipation here. Uh, what man. other major brand have we not talked about? 
bourbon. Old Fitzgerald. We um, talked about larceny. That's Old Fitzgerald. Okay. And we did William Leroux Weller, so it wouldn't be any of the Wellers. Eagle Rare. That's Buffalo Trace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eagle, Eagle Rare is not in the top 15. Huh. Which is trash. I would put Eagle Rare tenure in the top 15 for sure. In my personal top 15. Uh, I would too, because price and what you're getting out of it, like is, is it, you're getting a lot of value for the price there. Yeah. Uh, well, we haven't talked uh, Angel's Envy. Um, nope, four Roses not have not 15. been talked about. There you go. Stacy nails it again. Number four one. Four Roses. Four Roses single barrel. What? Oh my God. I have a bottle of that and it's not very I good. I want to try I don't it. ever drink it. <laughs> That's another one single we've not barrel. with. Single barrel is a budget-friendly option. It comes in at around $48.99. Four Roses oh is ahead God. of George T. Stag. And William LaRue Weller. George and Old Forester 100. I'm pissed. This, this, this is an abomination. <laughs> They're teaching people, I've got my Four Roses, number one bourbon in the world. Get it? <laughs> I have not. Honestly, I've not tried a Four Roses expression that I liked. Like, yeah, I know man. that they're single barrels. They have like 10 different possible combinations of different mash bills. That can, And I have not tried all 10, but I'll say the ones that I've tried, I've just not been impressed with. This is, man, this is what's so bad. I don't know where they're getting the information from. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they sitting- this was just some dude randomly picking shit and throwing it on the wall and saying, that's it. Yeah, they weren't you, baby. I'm the flambe, bitches. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> How, how do you drink it? Oh, how does she drink it? Bitch, I drink that straight. I'm impressed with how quick you got to that. Nice job. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better. Man. Kind of going slightly off topic here, but did you guys see that article from Inside Edition that's been going around the interwebs? No. no. Uh, they went to some big uh, uh, well-known uh, liquor store in New York City and bought a bottle of... Um, E.H. Taylor four grain for a thousand dollars. So the store is selling it pretty much secondary. Mm-hmm. And then they sent it to Buffalo trace to verify it. And it was a fake bottle <gasps> from the liquor store, from the liquor store. Now, like it, it was sealed and everything, but it was, um, it was a different proof, not the proof that was supposed to be on the bottle. It was missing the tube. And then if you looked carefully, the label was actually on backwards. Uh, so someone had manufactured this bottle oh, well, and, and, and there, there, have- there was no, yeah. A bottle of E.H. Taylor right here, but they yep. all have this paper that goes across the top, yeah. all Camper the way across it, the cork. To it had seal a paper. It. It, it, it had a paper and stuff. Um, so somebody just faked that? Yeah. Um, maybe they got a bottle of small batch and changed some labels around or something, but like the bottle had no uh, lot code or anything on it either because uh, that, that, that should be printed on the bottom somewhere. Are you yeah. kidding? Uh, but yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I'm dead serious. Wow, man. Uh, it, it was, it, it, if you want to look it up, it was an inside edition article. And so it was just kind of like, you know, buyer beware. Like, what did they do? Well, like, well, I'm is sorry. there anything you can do? I mean, I don't think at that point, cause like once you open it and stuff, like the store's not going to take it back. Like, you know, well, but, it's not even that, but you can get them for uh fraud, I guess. I mean, Buffalo trace can be your verification and I bought yeah. it here and this is not what I bought. And so, yeah, yeah and, like fraud. the, the the big telltale thing was because they tested it and it was a different proof than it was actually supposed to be and everything. And that, wow. that was like the big thing. Um, but yeah, just interesting. So well, those, go ahead. Well, so I, I was going to say, I know Jeremy and Stacy didn't write any of this down, but I was writing everything down. Why? As, as we it was horrible. Well, because I don't, I don't want any reminders of this. I only, <laughs> I would, I'll say this out of that entire list. 
out of the entire list, because the, the Michter celebration sour mash, I've never had it, can't speak for it. Three thousand dollars. I, 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 sorry, it can't be that damn good. But yeah. I got one, two, three, four, four bourbons that I would say were in the top fifteen on this entire list of fifteen different bourbons. Only four would I even consider. What are and those? What are those four? E. H. Taylor Small Batch that came in at number thirteen. Um, George T. Stagg, of course, OGD, Old Granddad 114, and the Weller, William LaRue Weller. Would you put the OGD 114 in your top 10, or would that be like the 11 to 15 range? No, it would be 11 to 15 to me. No, OGD for me would, I mean, because we drink it so much, so we're so used to it. But uh, if I took three months off of OGD and went back to it, it would, it would be a, Brand new again. It's definitely a top ten for me. Okay. I mean, as 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 a bourbon that started out at twenty three dollars, there's now about thirty three dollars. Um, it's a definitely will be a top ten for me. I love it, but that's a personal preference thing, though. That's my yeah. taste. Well, to wrap up this bourbon segment, um, we're gonna go to a break. When we come back, a couple of weeks ago, we had this awesome, awesome kick ass. Hunt. All of us were able to come together and witness, and we all came together at the end and talked about it. We we we've talked about this for a long time. You know, I've jibber jabbed about my damn turkey stories on this podcast for a while now, and I, it was high time that you guys experienced what I experienced. And you know, I'm glad that Matt, you were like, I want to freaking do this. So yeah, we made that shit happen. All four of us out there in the woods. Turkey hunting. And we have videos as well. So be be sure to go to uh, www.youtube.com slash C slash Reload Rub Seasoning. That's our YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Watch the video and then listen to the next segment. It's epic. So stay tuned on the other side. We're going to talk all about it. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Well guys, I had enough and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper, rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best-looking, best-feeling, best-pouring, best-look-how-proper-I-am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. Okay, so we are back from the break, and uh, is this has been a long time coming. Um, we've been talking about the TRP turkey hunt for over a year Yep. now, yeah. and this is Matt's idea. You know, after we, uh, over a year ago, we, I told my long drawn out story. <laughs> no, it was the, uh, the video that you posted. I think Lonnie 
recorded it where you guys had the Tacticam right. on the decoy and the decoy okay. was like swaying back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, after I saw your reaction to getting that bird, like where you were just like, you had the jitters hard. Oh, I was like, I was like, I want to experience that. That hunt, dude, I had built getting a turkey up so much in my head, like mm-hmm. getting a Tom, because everybody called me the damn Jakeinator mm-hmm. for so long. I called you that today. I know you did, you little hussy. <laughs> but uh, no, I had built that up in my brain so much. And then when it finally came to fruition, especially how it came to fruition on that hunt. Yeah. Um, dude, it was just all that just Yeah, because that Tom was like, Coming out to attack the decoy or something, right? Oh yeah, he was trying to whoop its ass. Yeah, but but, yeah. but Lonnie kept spinning it around because he was trying to get behind it. If he can mm-hmm. get behind it, he gets his little, little talons and shit in there. Got it. Um, but anyway, so we have been talking about this particular turkey hunt for some time now, um, and I did a lot of groundwork. I really wanted this to be a successful hunt. I really wanted to give you guys a good experience of what, because I come on here and I talk about these damn stories and I know you wow. all, you got, Jeremy's over there like pushing his cuticles back in his fingers. <laughs> you know? I, I have to find some time to do it. Okay. Like, you know, hey, so I mean, I can tell, you know, because it's one of those things like you can talk about it all you want, but until you either see it or experience it, it doesn't make a damn, but you know, my buddy, Chad, give me a shout out. He let us hunt his property, but you guys tell me if like day starts. Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, for the longest time, it was just going to be the three guys going and <laughs> Matt and Jeremy kind of convinced me like, Hey, you, ne- you need to go. So about two weeks ago, I decided yeah, let's get a babysitter and I am going to go too. Now I'm not a hunter myself, but I like to go and sit in the blind with Joel and watch, be out in the outside and stuff like that. But it was so cool because I have never been out in the blind or out hunting nope. and witnessed any type of harvest. Yeah, well, that's not saying much about me. <laughs> that is, that's just how the cookie crumbles. I mean, Days every and weeks in the blind, that's never right. witnessed a harvest though. Yeah, it's Day called 34. It's called hunting for a reason. Still no bird. You no don't harvest. get something every single time you go out. That's why I call it hunting. Yeah, that's, that's why it's called hunting. So you know, it's pretty special for me. I'm glad that I was able to make it. And uh, it, it gave me a good excuse to buy a brand new blind. Yeah, all four of us smashed uh, into one. The you know the that would hold all of us. But uh, Matt, you met us off the exit, and I took us into deliverance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an early morning too. So mm-hmm. you wanted us set up in the blind before daybreak. So I actually live uh, close to two hours from you guys, but mm-hmm. it was about a little over an hour from my house to the all, exit. So met in the middle. Yeah, break. yeah, almost the middle. Uh, so it was a, a early morning at three a.m. Uh, to get out. So that dude. Uh, but yeah, met off the exit and then it was like 20 miles off the highway. Well, mm-hmm. Chad, you know, I, I came in the way we left today. Mm-hmm. That's the way I came in the first time. And he had told me, you should take this road. It'll save you like 10 minutes and it's less windy. Nah. I don't. So either, I, I think the GPS took us off, but dude, I was, I was surprised this chick didn't get car sick. Cause yeah, I usually get it was car sick pretty bad. Every, Every small ass road yeah. that should have been just a one way road, <laughs> we had this truck and trailer, and you follow me. Yeah, but we got there. Yeah, we get there. We emptied the bladders, um, and then <laughs> you know Joel tells us, and he had told us, so I was prepared for this. But all four of us are going to <laughs> stick together on this four wheeler and ride a fifteen minute ride up to our blind. Well, when I scouted this place, I. 
man, we, we, we drove around in a big side by side and he's, you know, he cut a huge dozer trail, a big, you know, road through this place or whatnot, but it was all fresh, soft dirt. And it rained all day yesterday. It rained all day yesterday. I was really, I was be honest with you guys. I was, it, it was hard for me to go to sleep last night because I really thought it was just going to be soup. I'm like, are we going to be able to get up there? Are we going to make it? Mm. Are they going to like be like, F this, I'm out. It was know? hard for me to sleep because I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so for different reasons. Not me. I woke up and I was like, where, where am I? What am I? Right. What am I supposed to get? Who, who dare? Who dare? <laughs> but, uh, Quit touching me, Joel. Yeah. But but no, so uh, man, I don't know. We, we got up there. Uh, Jeremy. Very comfortably wanna, smushed on the four-wheeler. Jeremy was on the back. Matt was on the back. You oh, know. yeah. We, were, uh, we crammed in on that thing. We were tied in on there. The, I stuck uh, it in four wheel drive. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it's funny it because was dragging the ground for a little ways there. Yeah. It's been a a good year before we've all you know been together and stuff like that, and we're like, all right, back in the saddle again. We're all smushed under yeah. each other's bodies. We haven't put pause on producer Matt, you know, in over a year, and it's and we're we were all bear hugging for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was outside in the open air. Yeah, but um. I was. I want to know your all's thoughts when one starting from the four wheeler ride, pitch black dark. You know, we're getting up through there. Then I stop our asses and we're walking, and I won't let anybody use any lights. But Stacy shows ignore me, and I could not walk. <laughs> I could not. So it was pitch dark in these woods, and I have. You guys are all almost six feet and six feet plus. <laughs> I'm five foot three, and I'm wearing thick ass heavy like camo pants of Joel. She complained about the camo from the moment she put it on. It boots up to my knees. So as it is, my strides slow. So I'm trying to keep up with you guys just because my strides just smaller, but then I can't see shit at all. There's like roots and rocks and dirt and mud. And so I had like, I literally would have been behind you by 10 minutes if I didn't have a light to see where I was walking because it was just, she'd have been 10 minutes behind on that two minute walk. We we got there. (laughs) It would have taken me all of that 10 minutes. What were you all thinking when I was walking you all in pitch black? I was thinking Stacy, turn off that damn light because now you're throwing (laughs) shadows all over the ground (laughs) of our legs. And like, I couldn't see anything. I was like, is is that a root? No, it's just my shadow. Cause Stacy's back there using a light. (laughs) Hey, I attracted the the gobblers with that light. Oh, that's what it was. It was an attracted uh, light. So this was new ground for me too, because I had never had this many people, you know, that have never done this before. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just me, mm-hmm. you know, when I took Kevin, I had two other experienced, you know, turkey hunters that were helping me guide these two. And, uh, so that, you know, definitely took the load off of me. Yeah. And last night laying in bed, I'm just sitting there going, what if we don't see anything? You know, what are we gonna, yeah. and what I, I can't call something. I was, I, I was putting pressure on myself and, uh, but <laughs> getting in the blind and getting set up and getting the tripod up there and that, my gaudy ass camera rig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to get hey, something you, on it. You guys passing your cameras up to me so I can turn the sound off. So it's not like beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jeremy, how do, you, how do you work this thing? <laughs> but so we get settled in, you know, and y'all, y'all take it from there. Like what, what, what were going on in your heads once we got settled in the blind? Well, so we got the blind looks almost like a tent, right? And Mm -hmm. then you had covered it with a good amount of brush and stuff like that to try Mm -hmm. to blend it in. And we were like right on the edge of the woods next to a clearing. Uh, You kept calling it a field, just a clearing, a couple Mm -hmm. of decoys out, what, like 10 yards in front of the blinds. They were, uh, I think 20, 22 yards, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 
and I didn't know what to expect because this was the first time I'd ever done anything like this. So yeah. you were like Matt on the left, Jeremy on the right, and then there's little holes on the front of the blind for us to stick our, you know, the barrel of the gun out. And you know, you're walking us through everything like uh if you know, when they come up, this is kind of what you need to expect. Mm-hmm. And if this is how they act, you need to shoot because uh, if you don't shoot, it's going to be gone and mm-hmm. you're going to miss it, you know. So the whole time I was worried sick that I was going to, not that we weren't going to see a bird, but that I would see a bird and take a shot and then miss. Uh-huh. And, you know, at that point, you, your day is done. Yeah. Because you've made so much noise, you're mm-hmm. not going to get another one. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't want to go too far into it. Jeremy, what about you? Yeah, no, uh, we're h- hanging out in the blind. Um, Joel starts squawking in the back there, trying to draw these guys in. Jeremy's passing me a flask. A pa- uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> I forgot I, about I, that. I, I, I packed my rag proper flask uh, so we could all have an initial drink in the blind. Um, I surprised everyone and didn't tell them what was actually in the flask. Uh, it was cold brew concentrate. Yeah, I was like, he whips it out and passes like, it back to me, and I'm like, wow. A, just take a squib. Just take a swig. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me and Matt, me and Matt already hit it. Yeah, he, yeah. Me and Matt already did it, and I'm like, wow, we're really doing this. We're uh, doing it. And then, like, you guys weren't in the blind when I gave it to Matt, and uh, he was like, oh, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it going on because I was standing outside the blind when it went down, but I had no clue. I thought you put like some extra special like flavored or, or some sort of like bourbon or whiskey in there, you know, cause you, cause you, cause you, cause you, cause you go, don't say anything to Joel. <laughs> Just drink it. Don't say anything to Joel. Yeah. Don't tell him it's Weller. Yeah. I, I took us, it almost made me like gag because I was expecting whiskey and bourbon and it was like this coffee. bitter ass coffee. It's cold as shit. Super strong coffee. That, oh, was, yeah. that was concentrated. That was like three so cups good. of coffee in the one Aww. little tiny flask. What a cool way of using the flask though. Oh yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to want coffee, not bourbon at yeah. three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was game. I was down, man. I was down to do it. But now, um, so we're in the blind, right? And blind. you start calling, uh, mm-hmm. you, you kept saying you're going to like shock call, which is like where you hit it and you expect to like for well, almost light up. Right? So I've got, um, a gobble shaker, which I showed you that, mm-hmm. you know, when we get ready to leave. And then I've got an owl call. Well, I've misplaced my owl call somewhere because, you know, you hit that owl call like when they're on the roost and they call it a shot gobble because like I told you guys, when they get so pent up, you can literally close your car door or beep your horn and they'll gobble at that. Not that they like, hey, I want to go to it. Yeah. But just that it startles them. You know, (laughs) so uh, I was I was wanting that to happen and we weren't we didn't. I was hoping my thought process from where we were sitting straight in front of us up the hill mm-hmm. was the roosting area because the camera that we had there had them in the morning and had them in the evening. And that told me that's when they were going to roost, coming off, going in. Yeah. And so <laughs> hit, the, hit the first thing about 6.30 this morning. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, I was thinking in my head like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, then I was used to that. But this yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Par for the course. Stay with your eyes closed. Yeah. yeah. I'm over college. Just- <laughs> I got all these four or five hours. Yeah. But now it's a uh, slow start usually. So this is the thing with turkey hunting is you you want to get that call and you just want to go to freaking town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something please talk to me. And I have learned through hunting with screwing up a lot and hunting with really good people that you have to be patient because these birds can hear really well and you want to keep going till you hear something. And then we're sit- I'd done a little bit of calling. I'd wait 10, 15 minutes, yep. hit it again. And I was switching up to a mouth call and doing a slate call. I forgot my sandpaper. 
So the, when I first it was trying to find, it was dark, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find the sanded area on my slate call. It then I started calling that first time, and it was out of like a dying bird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was like, shit, because yeah. if you hit the wrong note, they're they're gone. Well, I, but even then, you called two, maybe three times, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. We heard. And way yeah. off in the distance, yeah. Jeremy heard it too. We heard we heard that gobble, and I'm like, he heard us. It was from yeah. like from Matt's side of the blind. Yes, yeah, yes. And you're like, he heard us. No, no, no. It was your side. No, of the it was line. your side of the. Oh, blind. my side. Well, we heard some from Matt's side also. There was one for this way behind. But it was yeah. so yeah. distant, like yeah. you could just hear it. Like, and you know what? It may have been, but because when you're in that ground blind. The noise bounces around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we were smushed in there. But the thing is, is we heard that bird way off in the distance, and I go, "Okay, we got a chance. Yeah, we have a chance to get this bird." So when you hit it again, nothing. And in that moment, when you they gobble at you, two things are happening. Uh, one, they're with hens, and they're just going to take their damn time and move it along. If you when you don't hear anything back, mm-hmm. uh, two, they're moving, so they can just come flying in there running, or they can do you know. Like come in slow and, and methodical and what's going on, that kind of stuff. Which we only heard two gobbles. And I was starting to think, again, this is, you know, we're gonna have it's gonna suck. Yeah. You know? And then I saw a little bit of movement out of the right corner of my eye, which mm-hmm. would have been so I'm in the front of the blind on the left, and Jeremy is on the right. Mm-hmm. But because of how the blind was oriented, if I looked through the hole that Jer- was in front of Jeremy, I could see down the pathway that we let that led up towards our blind. Yeah. And I saw a little bit of movement. And then I said, Hey, I think that's a hen or I, there. I, I think what I said was there's one right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right and there. I said, that's a hen. That's a yeah, hen. Yeah. You know, Cause she was out. She was coming in sassy. Like, you know, mm, mm, well, who's the fuck's right here? Yeah. And my heart kind of sank at that point. Cause I was like, Oh, one's coming. And then, yeah. Oh, well, it's a hen. Yeah. And so you, you, but no, so we, you know, we, so Joel, don't move, don't move, don't move. <laughs> he was on our ass. Joel, yeah. you were, you were an excellent coach. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You were an excellent coach because none of us are really savvy on it. And so I thought I was doing just small movements and you were like, no, like they can detect anything. Well, I looked at Stacy at one point and I go, stop moving. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this hand is like from here to the wall. But I yeah. Yeah. see. Yeah. I could see it. She yeah. came right up to the blind. blind. Like, yeah. look right at us. She was in bed. Yeah. Well, I think at first we had the hand decoys out in front of us and she was trying to skirt them mm-hmm. because they were facing, you know, kind of cat, catty. Snooty bitches. She wanted to get behind <laughs> them and get, start, get a little bit of whoop ass. But then I think she was, I think she caught a little bit of movement in, in the, in the blind because You're she, welcome. she ended up skirting off the side, but, Matt, yeah, with those eagle eyes of yours, then right behind her was another hen and a tom. But it was like because of how he was coming up the path, it was through a bunch of brush, mm-hmm. like like there was some trees and some brush, and he was probably. Every time we've told the story to each other since then, the number keeps growing. But honestly, <laughs> two hundred yards. Yeah. Right now. He was a thousand, thousand yards thousand. out with the thousand. wind. Yeah. yeah, with the with the wind. Yeah. But realistically, what like fifty yards, sixty yeah. yards, maybe. Yeah, I when he first came in, yeah. When he first came in, yeah. yeah. And then we'll continue from there. But yep. yeah, yeah. And so at this point, nobody in the blind can see him but me. Yeah. And so yeah, I got I couldn't see him at all. I told Joel you that were I saw. Like, him. You were like. 
I'm going to take him. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I, I go, you, and I couldn't see him at first. I'm like, you, I said, you can You're get like, Can you I'm, get a shot? Can you get a shot? And, yeah. and you were like, yeah. And I, then I finally looked out Stacy's window and I'm Which like, I'm you're like, like he's I'm too far. Like, he's too far. He'll be like this. You had to pep on me. You had to pull your gun out of your side of the blind and put it into my side. It was such an angled yeah. shot. And, and the gun was like right in front of my nose. We're so tight. Yeah. My barrel is across Jeremy's chest. Yes. <laughs> now, now keep in mind, we, we were safe. Had, Matt did plenty of muzzle awareness. Oh yeah. They never oh, crossed yeah. anybody. But yeah. Jeremy was like, oh, it was... Yeah, well, when there was the idea of Jeremy shooting at at one point, I was like, will you make sure that the butt of the gun is up against your shoulder again? Because I'm going to get punched by this thing. Uh, No, like when you put it there, I had to lean back in my chair and like turn my face to the side to like get out of your way. Like it was a very angled shot. So we all took part in it. Oh, for sure. It was no, a just kidding. But I, for, so, from, wh- I want to say from my point of view, I was kind of sunk down in well, the whole area yeah, and I couldn't see any of this happening. And as I was trying to film the bird, it was not coming into, cl- it wasn't cleared through the, uh, the mesh. The mesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was relying totally on y'all's reactions and what you were saying. So I would like get giddy. I'm like, <gasps> There's a possibility of a shot. So we got back. Well, he came in. He was all puffed up because uh-huh. he was around those two hens. Yeah. Uh, he, Matt goes. He's puffed up. And <laughs> oh, when and I I'm just like, I was able to lean forward a little bit and catch glimpses of him, but I couldn't see him like you could. And I was like, man, he's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to make you more nervous mm-hmm. than you were. But like when I saw that perky, I was like. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hoss. You're like, Matt, hit me your gun real quick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's not a good angle for you, Matt. <laughs> so, so I was, I was going to take it. Joel, you were like, no, nah, he's way too far away. I, we want, I want, he was, he was too far away and I wanted to get him closer. And so you started calling again. Yeah. But those hens, that's the problem is those hens, they, they were on to us. Mm-hmm. They, they did not want him coming into those decoys they thought were hens and yeah, yeah. i think especially the first one had us all had it a little spooked so he started going away and i'm like Mm-mm. you know so i started doing some purrs and clucks and then i you know i hit a little yelp yelp mm-hmm. and and when he gobbled yeah uh, that's when i like okay yeah he okay. gobbled back like <laughs> <laughs> you, you were that pretty good yeah and he, I, he gobbled pretty good stacy yeah maybe i should have been out there <laughs> but now um so he started acting like he was going to come in and he, then stopped he was hesitating a bunch. Yeah. And it's like, in, in the video we have, Matt's getting like, all right, Matt, take him. No, 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 stop. No, stop, no, stop. Because no, no, no. he, he, he would start to commit and then he'd turn away. And then, but then it was like he, he was worried. I don't like he sensed. And something. I had, and, and this is my fault because of the uh, off and on when I was, I was telling you. Because like I told Take you, a I, shot, no I, stop, I, hot and cold, hot and cold. Like yeah. facing the kicker. Well, yeah, he went yeah. up, down, up, down. You know what I mean? And so at one point, you know, he, I've told you guys, if you can see their eyes, they can see you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were doing that and he was, and I, I looked at Matt and, I, and Matt was readjusting. And I'm like, stop moving. Mm-hmm. And then he went out of strut. And that, yeah. That, and that neck stretched out. Uh-huh, and then he turned back the other well, way. Well, this whole time I've been so excited because my sights were on him, yeah. you know? And so, and I've got that neck gator up around my face for the additional camouflage and I'm breathing hard and my glasses are fogging yeah. up, you know? Uh-huh. So by the time you're finally like, if you're going to get him, you got to get him. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm you, looking yeah, through fogged up gl- glasses. Inch of clear view from yeah. Your yeah. Like, I looked at Matt and I'm like, how is he going to see? Yeah. Well, I didn't want you to shoot them in. You you can, but I didn't want you to shoot them in full strut because they're all so tight. We want to protect some of the breast meat if we can. Yeah. So when they get their neck all out like that, that gives you that whole area. You just put it center mass on the neck and you know yep. you're good. Yeah. Which is what you did. Yeah. Because when he turned like that and started walking away, we had that now or never moment. Like he was about, he was about to be gone, mm-hmm. and you freaking whop laid the hammer. You no, know, you're, you're like you're you're told everybody in the blind like cover your ears because this is about to be loud. Because the muzzle was wasn't sticking out of the blind. No, it was no. in the blind, <laughs> yes. right in front of my face. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy's hair was like <laughs> yeah, blown backwards. A gust of wind. But dude, man, like there's that there's this weird surreal moment in hunting. When just before you're about to take the shot, it's almost like time stops. Yes. You forget it. You, you yes. forget everything. I held my breath. I know everybody else was holding oh, their yeah. breath. And then it happens and you're and it was still dead silent. And you I watched the bird hit the ground and I'm I'm sitting there for a minute and I'm like, Rack it. Rack the gun. Rack it. <laughs> yeah, just in case you're like rack it. So just in case he's not down good, that way you can yeah. get a second shot on him. And that's like you, you you threw the shell right on my chest, like that's how close <laughs> it was. Like, <laughs> Jeremy but, Jeremy stuck it in his front pocket. But mm-hmm. it was I was so and I told you guys this earlier, I was so aware of what was happening through the sights mm-hmm. that normally like if I'm shooting clays or something. My my shoulder is like sore, and I know yeah. that's a lot more shots. But you feel the kick of that gun. You're it's a twelve gauge. It, yes, mm-hmm. and there was no like there was no like bucking or like I did. I do not even remember the gun recoiling. It was just I was so focused on mm-hmm. what was happening downrange. No, dude, you had that's that tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then after the fact, though, like looking at the shot that he made, like going through brush and like in between trees and as far as this shot was with a shotgun, like was totally impressive to me because it was, it was about a 45 to 50 yard shot on that bird. Yeah. Like just be, uh, being honest. Through yeah. brush, through you know, like a, what, a two foot opening. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like some, some leaves and stuff. Um, but you know, that, that choke that's on that particular gun, like, just, does it just keep the BBs mm-hmm. like really tight. tight? I shot a turkey, you know, that turkey I shot last year had the the hole yes mm-hmm. okay that turkey was probably at 10 yards mm. oh, wow. uh, when i shot that you know and it, and it punched a freaking golf ball through, his, through yeah. his head yeah so you think about that now it is getting wider as it goes out but that's how tight that gun keeps the pattern that's yeah. why you're able to reach that far yep which i've never shot a turkey with that gun that far so i'm glad you did yeah. <laughs> i know it works yeah it works good but long story short it was a really fun 33 minutes um, longest hunt of jeremy's life it was the longest hunt i've ever been on uh double the length of my last hunt i know it uh but now we're gonna start uh Joel's 30 minute guided hunts, uh, the new business venture we're doing. It is, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. 30 minutes or less, uh, guaranteed. Or money, there was ba- a money part back of me guaranteed. That was, there was just, I mean, like, I was so stoked. Like, it was amazing being a part of it, but there was a part of me that was like, well, wow, we're done. Like, there's all the setup for, I wanted, for 30 I wanted, minutes. Like, snacks and bourbon and like relaxed time in the, in the blind. And here we are. I just got set, sat down and settled and that's, we're, that's how, that's that how I want it though. I mean, like I, there's sometimes I want hunts or I, I, after you have a really sucky hunt, a really hard one, it's, you get the extra gratification, but with you guys, like I wanted it to be like this. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would have changed or could have wanted different out of this hunt was to have like it was with with Kevin Smitty's Kevin Smith's yeah, hunt or what I always call him Smitty's Smitty. beard sauce. Uh, with his hunt, we had those things on a string. They were gobbling every five 
10 minutes coming all the way in for 45 minutes straight. And that's very- that builds that anticipation. Yeah, that's very exciting. And, and, and they busted in the blind and everything like that. These birds were a little more leery. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't, they had, they got the drop on us because they came in silent. And that's, you know, turkey hunters always talk about the silent bird, the silent bird. You know, what the hell is a silent bird? You know, how do you know they're being silent? If they don't show up, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's what this was. These birds, they, they came in they to- They just inve- kind of walked in. They came in to investigate. You know, and they weren't making any noise yeah. until I hit a certain core with that mother liquor and got him to talk to us a little bit. But, um, but yeah, it's this is how it's supposed. That's how you want it to go. Well, yeah. one good thing about it was since it was so early, like such a success so early on, like we were able to take it from field to table. What? Well, hey, what? What did you feel after you knew he was down? Uh, it was you were like, like, I want to go look at him. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to go see him Let up close. I wanted to see if he was as big up close as he seemed like he was from that distance. Yeah. But like the first thing was uh, safety on, you know, yeah. obviously set, set the firearm down. And then I was just shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> I guess it was just like the, <laughs> adrenaline. the adrenaline. I was yeah. stuck in my seat and like, Everybody's about to rush out of the blind. I'm like, Matt, you need to get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, help me up. And so I like stick my hand out and it's like, go, you know, yeah, grabbing a fish. Hoist <laughs> me out of my chair. Yeah. And uh, just relief at that point, you know, yeah. like I was, I was telling Jeremy this a little bit too. Like, I'm so glad, like I knew that you had invested a lot in this uh-huh. uh, to, you know, you had spent time out there watching cameras, mm-hmm. setting up the blind ahead of time. And then I knew it meant a lot to you for us to have a good trip too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hundred percent. I would have been content to have just gone and sat in the woods with you guys for the day, even if we didn't get anything. But sure knowing that it went as well as it did, mm-hmm. like, thank you for that. Because yeah, man. Um, if I know, I know it meant a lot to you. And if if we didn't take a bird, it would have been a letdown. It would have been crushing for yeah. Him. It would have it would have beat me up. I would beat myself up about it a little bit. But the and that's the thing. It's like if either one of you getting that bird. It's like me getting the bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, know? that was the, that was the team getting the bird there. For oh, real. Yeah. It was a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish that it had been like what you were describing last time with Smitty where, yeah. you know, several had come in and we had both been able to take one. Mm-hmm. That's but, rare, but that's rare. But if right. we would have yeah. like waited for that opportunity to come, we may have let one opportunity go away. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Co- coming into this, like I wanted to hang out with you guys. I wanted to go on this. I wanted to have, have a good time. Like I really didn't care to get a bird. Like it wasn't something on the high my priority list. I oh. really wanted you to get a bird. I was content to not get one, but I'm not going to lie. I wanted one real bad. No, I wanted, yeah, I really wanted you to yeah. get one. If a bunch came in, I would have taken a double shot with you. We'd have got two, whatever, but like, mm-hmm. I really wanted you to get one. So I'm really glad it, it came into where you could get that clean shot on it. I was yep. going to ask you because since you, since you, this is the first animal you've ever hunted and, yeah. and, and killed. Yeah. Like, th- did you have any like nervous feelings before at all? Only nervous that I would miss. Oh yeah, like that was mm-hmm. it. Well, you didn't do that. No, no, no. I didn't miss. I mean, that was like a trick shot. <laughs> yeah, three hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. And then we finished early enough, like Stacy said. We were able to bring it back here. You were able to clean it and dress mm-hmm. it, and and we were actually able to cook it, which was delicious. And all of us got to break bread together and and eat this delicious bird. Well, I mean, like while they were butchering it the body was still warm. Like we all were able to put our hands on the, on the Turkey breasts. And it was just a surreal feeling like to know that that was life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meat that had, had never seen a refrigerator before. Never had any preservatives put Nothing. in it. Yeah. You know, just it's clean, no wild taste at all. Only. Yeah, man. It's bugs, not drugs. That's right. But you know, that's the, uh, there's something gratifying and I talk about it all the time and you guys 
got to experience it. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you've done it with deer hunting before, yep. mm-hmm. but to eat something that you've, you know, we're just watching walk yep. out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is too, like that, Bird was like, and we saw evidence of it because he had been getting it on. <laughs> with some, but uh, he was living his best life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then it was half second. It was over. Yeah. And he provided a meal for us. So multiple meals. <laughs> Guess my ass. You. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little turkey wrestling. We had to do. <laughs> hey, it was a long shot. <laughs> turkey wrestling. Now, I, well, something that birds do is like uh, every turkey I've ever shot, even that one last year that I put a golf ball. Through there, yeah, flopped around for a good thirty seconds after after the fact. And Ch- it's a, chickens do that. I it's an involuntary all, response. All birds do it was that. Di- it was different though. Witnessing it, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But I mean, what you the reason that I ran up there and grabbed a hold of the bird because you don't want it to. If you're going to save the feathers and and things like that, you don't want it to flop all over the ground and and lose those beautiful feathers. Oh yeah, yeah. So I straddled that mother and you know held it into submission. <laughs> But, and then I, uh, you guys, so when we were wrapping up, you guys, uh, packed up and like you said, we all rode in together, but because we had the blind and stuff, it was just two of you on the, you know, Joel and Stacy on the four wheeler on the way out and you were going to come back and get Jeremy and I. And so I carried the bird, uh, Uh by foot as far as I could. And, and Jeremy was like, you want to, you know, trade off, you want me to carry it? So I was like, (laughs) no, man, this is like the rite of passage, right? Like I've got to carry the bird out of the woods. So I was, I was glad to have that it's opportunity. Pretty, it's almost yeah. like you have like these primal, you know, instincts inside uh-huh. your body. And so like to go out there, you're like roughing it and you're in the woods and you know, you take it all the way to the table, like a meal, you know, and you're carrying it out of the woods and I was, it's, it's so primal. I was proud of all of you guys. I mean, that wasn't the ideal place I wanted to take you guys um, where we had to drive in with a four wheeler for so far and then walk as long as we did. Yeah. And all that jazz. Um, but that's, that was the place I thought we had the best success and we did. We, and that beard, you correct? Yeah. That beard was 11 inches long. Yep. That's right. Just a big old beard. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> bigger than any beard I've ever shot. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's first time. Yeah. I, I'm not a little, I feel like I'm going to be spoiled now because I'm going to expect like it to be like this every bucks. time. But here's the thing with turkey hunting is, is you may have like six Jake's come in and put on a damn show. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you. And that's why I've called the chicken eater. Cause I'm like, get him, you know, but <laughs> if a Jake would have went out, came out, I'm sure you guys still would have Something's better than out. nothing. Oh, yeah. if a Jake yeah, came yeah. out, you were shooting that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it was these birds. Every time you go hunting, like deer hunting, I love it. You go, it's typical. You, you sit for a long time, deer walks out, you judge it, whatever. Turkey hunting is, it's so, there's so many nuances to it and the birds always act different and mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. Yep. And so it can be an exciting trip every single time. So mm-hmm. you may not get a turkey that, that big again, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, if you go and you get another one, it's still going to be just as exciting. Yeah. Because heck, you don't know. That same adrenaline rush. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you see a beard on it. You don't know how long the spurs are or anything. You're just like, it's gobbling and moving and shaking and you lay the hammer on it. Yeah. So. And then we all hovered around the bird and 8.30 in the morning, enjoyed a sip of Russell's Reserve single barrel. Ah, single barrel rye. Yep. Yep. Right over the bird. We poured, poured one out for the homies. And That's right. Yep. So smooth. 
<laughs> so that was nice. Oh, so we really have some cool. uh, we have some video footage of all this too. Maybe by the time this actually airs, we can have that put together and yep. posted. Yeah. I'm actually going to work on it tonight. Um, I do believe so. We should have it ready to rock, rock and roll. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to do something else. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> like to cook of course you do and we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend that's why we only use the best dowstrong dowstrong has the highest quality sexiest knives i've ever laid my hands on any knife that you would ever need they have it but they don't stop there guys at dowstrong.com they also carry block sets aprons cookware culinary tools and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend so guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code ThatReloadPodcast. I said that reload podcast to save on the finest brand in the game. DowStrong. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are going to jump right into Reload Recommends. No, we're not. We're going to go into rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) You never introduced recommends. I know. On the break, you guys are like, recommends. And I was like, okay, and just kind of went with it. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Anyways. Rapid fire questions. Let's do Matt, Joel, Stacey, because that's the order you're sitting in on my screen. I'll take it. Last again. Well, I don't pay attention to these kind of things, Stacey, okay? (laughs) First question. Nugs or tendies? Matt. Tendies. Joel. Tendies. Stacy. I never heard what you said. Nugs or tendies? Tendies. Wow, all tendies here. I will say Wendy's spicy nugs are strong contenders, though. They depend on the contenders yeah. or nugs. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> contendies. <laughs> we got some Wendy's nugs the other day, oh, and uh, they. We got them for the kids, and they accidentally gave us spicy nugs, so I was forced to eat them all. Uh, Forced. Poor guy. Twist your arm, right? True or false? Sleep is just a time machine to breakfast. Matt. Mm, Solid logic. True. Joel. No repeats. False. Sleep. (laughs) Sleep. (laughs) It screws me over every time. Sleep is a gateway to a new dimension. Temporarily new dimension. I'll I'll have an exception for true or false questions. You can do repeats. True. I like that. I like that thought. That it's a a, a time machine. Sleep is just a time machine to breakfast. I like my burger. Would you rather have six fingers on each hand or six toes on each foot? Matt. Six fingers because you use your hands for so much more. I could see an extra finger being really useful. You're assuming it's functional, uh, Joel. <laughs> I am making that assumption. You're right. <laughs> well, now that you said that, Jeremy, I would think six toes so I could cover up my freakish. So you could hide it. Six d- digit. <laughs> and now you are doomed with only being able to wear extra wide shoes. Hey, Stacey. double E. Well, what if your toe is like on top of your foot? I mean, you don't know where the, the placement of said six you toe just is. Assume it's right next. Could to be the coming out the back of your foot or something. Don't you oh, know. I'll cut that bitch off. It's coming out the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's uncomfy. So, uh, Stacy, uh, toesies or uh, fingers? If it's non-functional, I'm hiding them. Toesies. Toesies. All right, guys. Name that movie. Yeah. First person. 
first person with the answer, just shout it out. I really like this one. <laughs> I can see it on your face. You're proud of it. American invades foreign land, kills local leadership, kills local leadership, struggles to find exit strategy. Oh. Jason Bourne. Nope. Born identity. Nope. Okay, your blank. Your blank stare. Born like, supremacy. Is, is she right? No. No. None You're of the, not even close. None of the born movies. Is Why'd it? you no, stare it's... at me like that? Then I thought it was right. Oh, is it the one? No, is is, on is it the one where they um they got banned? No. Uh, by no. the Koreans. No. No. Okay. No. Is this another movie only I'm gonna know, Jeremy? <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> say it again. Say it again. No. no say it again. Uh, American invades foreign land, kills local leadership, struggles to find exit strategy. Come on. It's all. It's all there. It's all there. Exit strategy. Local leadership. Ah. Can you give us the genre of movie as a hint? Classic. That doesn't help me. Classic what? Back to the Classic Future. Movie. Is it, no, that's like no. Classic comedy? Classic drama? Uh musical. Is this um West Side Story? No. Rent? No. Rent! Cats! <laughs> cats? Stacy. Yeah, Stacy, it was cats. No. No, what's, what's, what's that Christmas Grease? movie? But is it about the Jewish Holocaust? No. No. What'd you say, Matt? Grease? No. It's not about the Jewish Holocaust. Now y'all are just naming musicals. Yeah, I don't know many musicals, man. Rent. Hello, man. I already said that. Uh, no. Cats. I don't know. Okay. Maybe just uh, we don't know. You guys don't know we any don't know. Moving, moving on. No, give us another. No, another Stacey, hint. it's over. We have no, to cut our losses. Up. This segment is going too long. No, I want to know another hint. Uh, Stacy, uh, we can't drag it on any longer. You guys are never gonna get this. All right, hit it. The Wizard of Oz. Damn it! Never want to guess it. <laughs> kills local leadership. Oh, the witch. She kills the, the wicked witch. witch. <laughs> so Jeremy, good. That is such a stretch. Oh my goodness! No, there is nothing untrue about that. Like it's the truth. We she were was, never gonna get that. You should have told us in the beginning. Yeah, but that was wasn't that an awesome one? <laughs> Look how proud he is. Awesome. <laughs> so proud. Really got you on that one. When making hot chocolate, do you use water or milk, Matt? It depends. I've done both. If I'm using like Swiss Miss, then I'm probably using water. So Matt said both. Remember, no repeats. Uh, Joel? Urine. <laughs> no. Just kidding. No. Um, uh, milk, milk or water? Milk all the time. Every single time. Every single time. Make it with milk. Yep. Uh, Stacy. I like my hot chocolate like I like my tomato soup mixed with milk. Uh, okay. Stacy's in the tomato soup is like a recurring thing. <laughs> I haven't soup. had it in a long time. I, I, I need some. I love tomato soup. <laughs> I want True you to nitro false. it. Nitro tomato soup with, with milk. Okay. True or false? You can't call yourself a true American if you've never been shit-faced at a Waffle House at 3 a.m. Matt. A true American. It's not I a mean, trick question. In the most literal sense, it's possible to be a true American without having been in that scenario before. 
I'll say I have personally never been in that scenario. Oh my gosh, that was like literally like a multiple like every week for me. I have been. I've been to Waffle (laughs) House in the wee hours of the morning. In fact, I think that's when their food is the best. But Mm -hmm. I'm not usually trash while I'm there. If you're trashed, it's 90 times better. Oh, 100% true. Oh, definitely a frequent thing, but it was usually IHOP. I mean, I went to some Waffle Houses, but my go-to was IHOP after a long, hard night at Toddy's. IHOP is... Go ahead, Jeremy. After midnight, they're all about the same. Nah, waffles better. After midnight. You used to be able to smoke cigs while you were eating your waffles. You used to be able to smoke cigs at every restaurant back when you had your little cigs. I know. I remember... <laughs> going on dates with guys and being like, what are they going to say? Like smoking or non-smoking? Like you go up to the hostess stand and be like, how many to smoking or non-smoking? I'd be like, I forgot all about that. You're right. You're like the whole restaurant's full of smoke. What, what the fuck does it what, matter? Yeah. What difference does it make? That's true. I smoked in a Hardee's one time after eating a friggin' burger. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I smoked at a Hardee's once. <laughs> Whipped cream or cool whip? Matt. Man, both. Why not both? Why do I have to no, pick? Which one? Which so one good. are you grabbing? Come on, man. Like, if I'm just shooting it straight in my mouth, probably cool whip. <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 you're doing like a spoonful and like... Yes. Yeah, there's not, no shooting, shooting the, I guess, occurring. I like cool you're whip You're not shooting after the canister been, in your mouth? You put it in the freezer for just long enough to kind of firm up a little bit. No. And then Uh-oh. eat it like ice cream. Okay. Okay. Th- that that is respectable, Joel. Nah, I'm going straight whippets, man. <laughs> Canister. Yeah. Mm. All the way. Stacy. I'm with Matt that they are totally different, like different applications and stuff. But if it's if they're both in front of me and I have a choice of like taking a spoonful, I'm going for the cool whip. 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 Well, you guys never put the canister in your mouth and just pull the trigger. Oh, Stacy does that like <laughs> on a weekly basis. I get a bowl. Yeah. I get a bowl of like strawberries. And then I'm gonna start doing that with our nitro cold brew, just so, straight to the mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, nitro I, shots. I, I, I actually made whipped cream in my my whipped cream canister the other day. It was pretty good. Did it taste like PBR? <laughs> no, it tastes. No, I cleaned it. PBR. Cream. <laughs> I, I cleaned it between uses. You, so. didn't, you didn't jol it. Good. <laughs> just leave it in there. Would you rather eat only pizza for one year or? eat no pizza at all for one year. Matt. Well, I know you don't ever eat pizza, so. (laughs) Jeremy, that hurts me. That was (laughs) right in the feels. When's the last time barbecue year pizza made a pizza? That was low. That was low, Jeremy. It's been a long time. (laughs) And I'd probably say no pizza for a year. No pizza for a year. Okay. Joel. Uh, There's so many variants, so I'm going to say pizza for a year. I would definitely do pizza for a year. Stacy. No pizza for a year. I can oh, totally so give that boring. up for a year and then go back to it. Animals. I know. So unsophisticated. Think that about that first pizza after not having pizza for a whole year. Think about how good that would be. Yeah. Is that what, is that what you've been doing, Matt? <laughs> yeah. I'm just building anticipation. <laughs> anticipation. Five years from <laughs> now, 2027. 2027 when the world is abandoned. Maybe I'm making pizzas and I'm just not posting about them. (laughs) Matt Matt will be posting about his pizzas to the to the past in 2027. It's you. You're the one making those accounts. Post the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) We want to see pizza. That brings us to the final question of the evening. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Matt. 
Yes, of course. Joel. Or uh, is this bourbon list a bunch of shit? <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. Stacy. Um, am I a patriotic uh, human being for my late nights at the Waffle House in the IHOP? Fantastic. A true American. True American. True American. Like Toby. And with that, a true American hero. With that, I'll throw it over to Joel. That's right, guys. It's time for that segment you've been yearning for all podcast long. It's really little recommend. We recommend things that you we think are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's jump straight into Real Recommendation. The recommendation of the Premier Yeah, baby. So, guys, I'm going to mix things up a little bit. We're going to go Stacy first. Jeremy second, me third, and we're going to do uh, Matt Foe last. So, Stacy, what you got, girl? I am recommending some summer wear. Um, recently, for Joel's birthday, I bought him a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Bought myself a pair of Hey Dude shoes. And I was just looking at Hey Dude shoes on Amazon. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I bought both of the boys some Hey Dude shoes. And so, we have a boat. His parents and Joel's parents live out on the lake, so we're there all the time. We're going to the lake, hanging out at the dock, the dock bar, hitting the boat. So these, not only, like, I'm wearing them all the time. They're so comfy. Just slip them on. No socks needed. Shout out Spencer Kirksey. Ew. Um, but they're so light. They're so comfy. And they look so cool. So I'm pretty excited about those. It's Hey Dude Shoes. I, I uh, second that recommendation. Very cool. Very comfy. And we got, Joel and I got camo ones. They were fancy. Yeah. Um, they're not like good camo. They're just like they pretend camo. They're like trendy camo. And trendy next? camo. There you go. Hip, hipster camo. Jeremy, what you got, homie? All right, guys. I have a book to recommend. Uh, this is from an author I have recommended before, uh, Jack Carr. Uh, he's written a series, uh, the Jack or the uh, James Reese series. Um, he had three books in it before. He was like, a, it's like a, a Navy SEAL who's been wronged by the government. All sort of craziness goes on and stuff. Uh, his newest book just came out, uh, The Devil's Hand, and in this one, uh, he is doing uh, more. Navy SEAL shenanigan. He's working for the CIA, doing all sort of crazy stuff. I'm about three quarters of the way through the book right now. It is very good, super easy read, very, very good. I'd highly recommend it. Is this fiction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is? And are you Yeah, reading- no, no. <clears throat> so Jack Carr is a former Navy SEAL who uh, his, his plan was always to retire and become a writer. And so he did. And so he's a fiction writer and he's just writing about a fictional, like it's like a Jason Bourne kind of novel or whatever, Ooh, you know, uh, about a it, former Navy SEAL. I thought, is it he the one who writes about his own experiences, but like change, just, changes just enough where he won't get in trouble? No, no, no. Cause like the stuff this guy's doing is like over the top you know crazy like action movie type stuff it might be real you never know <laughs> no, no no like his whole family was murdered by like corrupt okay. government officials and then like he like murdered all of them and then he went through like Siberia for like six months and like killed people right and left and like, just like oh, it could happen stuff. no his family's still alive like <laughs> is it the same oh, okay. characters in each book like is yeah it a yeah he's he, he's writing a series uh, this is like the James Reese series is like the name of the character and so this is this is the fourth book in the in the James okay. Reese series uh, and they're they're all very good and this one just came out a couple weeks ago so are you reading this digitally or do you like an actual in hand paper copy 
Um, I usually listen to audiobooks while I'm at work, um, but then I'll might pick up the uh, if I really like the book, I'll pick up the hardcover uh, for my my library. Yes, mm, the library. <laughs> it, it, it smells of leather bound books and mahogany. It's, it smells <laughs> of bourbon because it's got lots of bourbon barrels around it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, so my recommendation for this week's podcast, um, you guys know that I am a hunter. I'm a conservationist at heart, um, that I love wildlife in all aspects. And me and Stacy recently watched a documentary on Netflix called Sea Spiracy. And Jeremy's giving me the look. I went into this. He's, he's so get, dumb. He's, get, so dumb. he's giving me the look, I think, because of how they put a good play on words. But Instead of conspiracy. Yeah, get it. <clears throat> so Yeah, the, the, if you can't name your damn movie, I'm not going to watch it. Like, it, conspiracy, like the word C is in the movie. Like, it's already there. Why add C-spiracy? Okay, well, take, so, so take, take, take the stupid. misplay on the title out of it. I went into this documentary with a negative attitude um, about it. Because you see this stuff all the time, you get this, you get this stuff shoved in your face. And as a hunter, I get this kind of rhetoric pushed on me um, all the time as well on social media and in people in general. You know, you you hear about, you know, hear things that you're a murderer and that you're you're the one causing damage. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. Anyways, that being said, as somebody who is a hunter and a conservationist, um, I highly recommend you all watch this. It gave me an entire new outlook on how our oceans are being completely overfished. And outside of that, just the collateral damage that is happening. Well, just because of the amount of money and stuff that comes into commercial fishing, it it leads to the killing of like whales and dolphins that are a threat to the fish populations because they're eating them. So they would rather kill, you know, hundreds, thousands of dolphins so that they don't eat their supply that they can then catch and make lots of money for. So like the, I'm, not, I'm not talking just killing, like the slaughter. So if you go buy tuna, you'll see on some tuna cans, it has a blue check mark that says like dolphin safe tuna. That says, you know, we, this, this, this. So you feel safe buying this it. particular catch of, of tuna doesn't, didn't kill any dolphins. But when they interviewed those people that apply that check there's mark, there's no regulations. There's to no it. regulations. They have no way mm-hmm. of regulating it. They said that the what is it like the per, what is the person that goes on the boat that lo- overlooks it? The observer. So they have observers. They've had they've had observers go missing. They've had several observers oh. that because they, they once they get out to sea they can throw say they fell overboard and oh, they died. fell overboard yeah. and then they're, you know but or the, they would get bribed when they would when they would mm-hmm. talk to these people they're like well really we have no way of knowing so basically when you look at it there's a pyramid going down from the fishers fisheries politics paying all these people so you you may think you're buying something and it's and you're buying it it's more expensive and it helps but it doesn't because it's just a farce and even like equivalents of like PETA for like the ocean wildlife and uh, conservation of like the ocean and stuff like that, they're getting paid off by a fisherman. But guys, it's such a we're talking like hammerhead sharks are since like the mid two thousands are down ninety nine percent. You know, there's all these different fish that are their populations are down in the upper nineties, and mm-hmm. a lot of it's collateral damage in Japan. In, in, in Japan, they will herd dolphins into a bay and they'll select a couple of them to sell 
for like SeaWorld and that kind of stuff. And the rest of them, they just fucking murder. And so it actually made me interested into, I went onto Pride of Bristol Bay uh, website to read about how they source, where they source, stuff like that, because it has me curious about the situation. Did you guys research any of those facts you were just spitting out, Joel? Because, I mean, a lot of times you can manipulate data to, like, say what you want it to say. You know, you're absolutely right, and I have not done that, and that's <clears> something I should I should do. Um, I, I have not watched that movie, not because of the stupid title, th- that's part of it, but uh, because I thought it was just a bunch of, like, hippies saying, oh, you shouldn't eat any animals at all, like, they're all dying, blah, well, blah, um, And so I'm kind of interested to watch it now, but I'm also very um, it was, we'll uh, see, but, uh, but suspicious. It was, but it was yeah. more, take the facts out of it. Take all the numbers they're talking <clears throat> about and take those out of it. The footage this guy got of mm-hmm. these people acting and working, you know, he would, he would go to like a market and they would, you know, shut him down, but he would, him and his uh, partner would, they would be know, like, turn the cameras on. They would hide away or they put like, you know, spy cameras on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but th- th- watching the footage he got, it made me sick. Cause as a hunter, the ocean was like red. I, I go blood. out in the woods and I go after my quota, you know, that I'm allowed to have. And I rarely ever hit my quota. You know, as far as how many animals I'm allowed to kill a year. Um, I go out for the meat that I can take and put in my freezer. When I'm done with that, I'm done. Um, But seeing the mass killings of all these whales, dolphins, and other animals, just seeing that footage, it made me sick to my stomach, man. Well, other hunters are talking about it too. I just saw that sportswoman Courtney actually posted about it as well. She's a big avid hunter. um, Yeah. And she was talking about it. I wouldn't relate like commercial fishing to hunting. I would relate it more to like factory farming, which yeah. can be extremely gruesome at times. And like, we definitely need um, changes to happen there. But I mean, also we do need to like not starve at the same time, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm with you. I don't think we need to stop <laughs> fishing. I want fish. I want to eat that shit. But yeah. you know, they were talking about these alternatives and one of them was farming fish well they feed these fish these pellets that have fish oil and other stuff in it it takes more fish to create the pellets than they do than they gain out of the farming baskets mm-hmm. per yeah. per what the documentary said again you got so the documentary is pro wild fish they're pro fishing they're pro hunting all this stuff but oh, okay the, the, they're not saying we don't ever catch fish they're just saying mm-hmm. that at the rate that we're going, they equate, yeah. they equated it like this. If you invest and you live off your interest, then, and mm-hmm. you never touch your capital, you're doing good. But they're saying right yeah. now we're just chewing into our capital of, yeah. and they're equating that into the end of the fish in the sea. Have you guys seen like dragnet operations before? Yes. That type of they, fishing. They talk, Do they talk about that. They talk about it's it. It's so bad. They, they, they literally just catch everything underneath. Like, like they get these like hundreds of foot long nets and just catch everything. And then they just, and, well, everything they, in that area is dead. And they like, talked oh, well. about the coral that it destroys. Yeah. It, talk- it destroys everything on the ocean floor. It's, it's disgusting. So yeah. anyway, I'm not going to keep going down this rabbit hole. This could be a podcast for a later date where we talk about conservation and really bring awareness about that. Um, one mm-hmm. thing I just want to add is it just sh- it shined light for me that hunters get so much and, and it's just me tying them together, but hunters get so much angst and hate even fishermen for what they caused to, 
you know, fish and animals and stuff like that. But then people are okay with eating stuff straight from the grocery store that is undergoing so much trauma and abuse and mm-hmm. uh, terrible living conditions and dam- damaging to our wildlife and damaging to our earth. So it's just like, well, you I think about it. I'm, we're going to, we're going to go to Matt right after this. I have learned that even if you think you disagree with something, it's worth the time to at least give it a shot I did not want to watch this documentary. I did it just because uh, my sister-in-law and my brother were talking about it. And so I felt like- And his brother's a hunter. Yeah. I felt like I needed to give it a fair shake. And I was Mm -hmm. negative going into it. And as I watched it, my mind was opened up. And I I do need to do some more research, but still, be open-minded to different opinions and at least hear the other other, other side of the coin before you make an opinion on something. So- that's a recommendation. Speed, speed, see, spiracy. Check it out. You can't, can't even say the name. I can't even say it right. You screwed me up. Matt, bring us home, bro. Man, <laughs> you really teed it up for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> this week for Matt's music, I have Seattle based American rock band Foo Fighters. Woo! Which one? So, I'm back at it with the 90s alt rock uh, from their 1997 album the color and the shape this is a song called ever Foo Fighters, probably in my top five favorite bands ever. I've seen them a couple yeah. of times live. One time I actually saw him when Dave Grohl had like a broke leg or something, and he was just sitting in a chair on the stage. Like they continued the tour even though he had a broken leg. That's awesome. He was just like rocking with his guitar in a chair the whole show. <laughs> it was super cool. They're one of my all-time favorites. But I'm Matt, I'm going to say I was hoping you would be like, I got a Chill Billy song from the band Fish. no fish i've actually never really listened to fish um i'm not much into like the jam band stuff i I hung out with potheads back in the day i mean i wasn't a pothead but i hung out with them back in the day and Mm -hmm. they uh all loved fish Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways i think it's time to move on from this segment excellent song matthew but it's time to round this sucker out with a segment called (laughs) Welcome and bienvenue to this week's FWAD. Yes. As I toss my FWAD over to you, this this moment, minute, time, time, this time. Yes, we need it. Jeremy, Jeremy, every I don't know if you do this on purpose or not, but the way you're like soft spoken while you're doing that reminds me of Julia Child. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of an SNL skit, the the delicious dish. Yeah, yeah, good times. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm, so good. All right, guys, this week's F Wad on Puppyote. Five oh, nuggets. On 
Papillote. That is not a, this real, is a, not a real word. This is a cooking method where you wrap something, uh, I've done it with salmon, salmon on papillote, uh, in parchment paper and then bake it. And it makes a little oh, yeah. steaming chamber uh, on papillote. Uh, and so you can you can uh, do any type of meat or vegetables inside there. Uh, you can make little packets, individual packets for each person at your dinner party. Uh, throw some salmon in there with some different herbs and vegetables pop them all into the oven or onto the grill cook them up all together. And then you present them on the plate. They open up the little parchment paper and boom, a nice, beautiful dish in front of them on Pepeote. Joel, or no, sorry, Matt. Toss to Matt so Matt can toss to Joel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we toss F-wads all around here. That's right. That's right. Joel, on a scale from 1 to 10, with 1 being least confident and 10 being most confident, what would you rate your confidence level at right now? Uh, I'm a solid, solid one on this one. I'm, oh, I'm oh as, as the, you're as little confidence as possible on this. Yes. Well, I didn't go negative, y'all. I mean, yeah, normally negative. So this is good. So I'm looking at how I wrote this down. We'll write it down one more time. Stay with me. Have you written down the number one? <laughs> the number one? Yeah. Your Your score. Last oh, time yeah. you wrote down negative five, one. and that was it. <laughs> Number one. Okay, there it is. Uh, negative five and shot from the hip. <laughs> all right, all right I, I'm going with my second second spelling. You ready? Here we go. On Pepeote. E-N-P-A-P-I-O-T-E. That was a very educated guess. That was very educated guess. You were quite close. Damn it! Uh, it, it is two words, uh, E-N, on. Uh, so E-N, and then uh, the second word is P-A-P-I. L L O T E L. Where the oh. freaking L come from? What are these two L's? What are these pop, poppy oat, not loat? Yes, papillot. Om papillot. Freaking stupid French. <laughs> Silent letters. And that is exactly why I chose the word. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, honey. Uh, thanks. Uh, I got consolation. <clears throat> I was impressed. Can I get some consolation music here, Matt? A little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll figure something out. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> 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 Do you have like something labeled sad clown maybe? <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can find. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> I was uh, probably drunk when I said that. <laughs> uh, if, you can, if you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. Girl, don't elbow me again. Different, we'll fight, different we'll movie. It's <laughs> a different movie. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's get out of this podcast. Guys, we hope y'all enjoyed everything that you heard today. Hope you enjoyed our stories and the shitty bourbon list that Matt came up with. We love you guys. <laughs> anyway, hey, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. Thank y'all. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. It, I mean, it is buttery up until literally 45 seconds ago. Well, I almost got my lunch bowl open. That's a good thing I didn't. Because you won't eat it I, if we're not recording? I, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Why did you get a gaming desktop? I was like really into Minecraft for a while. Wait, you got a gaming desktop for Minecraft? Well, I <laughs> had aspirations Why to play not, other Jeremy? stuff. If you're gonna do it, you gotta do it. I'm with <laughs> you, Jeremy. Matt. Do you know me? It's it's, it's Minecraft. <laughs> Have you met me before? <laughs> but it's Minecraft. You can play it on your phone, like. <laughs> Y'all are going with us. Frustration from the last two nights. I feel like I need a week-long trip in Mexico <laughs> with a lot of tequila. We're only doing five nights. Matt, you can literally... I hate leaving the kids even for that. Call, but. You can literally call room service and go, bring me a bottle of this. And they just bring it. The whole bottle. We like, I'm at, sure like, you're paying for it, but yeah. No, you're not. Well, it's, it's all-inclusive? It's all-inclusive. Oh. Yeah. Wow. What, what resort your, is it? All your food, We're going all to your Secrets drinks. Acamal. Everything. Secrets. Secrets. But yeah, we'll like we'll be. I would want to go to uh, sandals. Hedonism too. (laughs) (laughs) The wild women. The wild women. The ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. (laughs) (laughs) We order like room service at like one in the morning. Joel's like, I want guacamole and a pepperoni pizza. Do you guys know that video? I thought you were doing an office reference because no. Kevin was like, I have to find it right now. I have to find it. I'm just laughing at the ripping of the tearing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at him balls, man. Look at him balls. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> uh, he can get it. Get it, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Hedonism, too. <laughs> He's gone every year since 1988. No, no. He's gone more than once a year because he's been 40 times. And this yeah. that, that video is a few years old at least. He is a legend. The, yes. The dude's going for 4th of July and Christmas every year. <laughs> That's why I said I'm only going if we go to Hedonism too. <laughs> yeah. If you guys wear tent. those bathing suits, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, ripping I'm out. The wild oh, dude. women. If the we wild all, women, if, if we all went... Me, Jeremy, and Matt are wearing fucking Speedos. <laughs> Stacy, don't worry. We would not wear Speedos like that. We would get leopard print ones, okay? Yes. Yeah. TRP branded Speedos. Have the uh, micro- no, it's, microphones it's on to, our dick. It still needs to say wasty pants on the back. <laughs> yeah, it's say wasty pants. Talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. <laughs> No, no, no. We, we we go around with just like with the uh, speedos and t-shirts on. That's all we wear. That's it. And then it says talking to the mic on the t-shirt. Yes, it does. The arrow. <laughs>